You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Welcome back to Packernet. JJ Leahy, Ryan Schlipp, and of course, Jake Shavink. Uh, <clears throat> nobody's on the live stream yet. Because <laughs> we're only like four seconds into it, but, um, <laughs> the heck. That's what happens when you take stuff off. The intros get a little, you know, it happens. Reminds me of, uh, that Dr. Pepper Fansville commercial where, like, you know, it's an incomplete pass and, Everybody's just like losing their minds and oh yeah, you know, tearing down all the. You know, I thought this is supposed to be our year. And then the lady with like the huge spread of food, she's like, I slaved over this all day. And then the guy's like, guys, it was the first play of the game. Oh yeah, maybe we overreacted. Yeah, the dude it's was burning happened. all his stuff. Yeah, that was that's pretty good. Pretty good analogy. Um, I did. Uh, I made a change this week that I think is going to help the Packers significantly. Yes. I cut about five inches off my beard. So anybody who does watch the live stream or if you're listening on the podcast, go find the replay on our YouTube, on our Facebook page. Um, it's a, it's a good excuse for me to get you guys to go subscribe to YouTube and Facebook. Follow us. What's up, Goose? This is Pack to the Future. Goose is in the house. Now I notice also the JJ pay counter is only at a buck sixty-seven. We're off and running. We can get that going. That's got to be the earliest call. Now that we got people in here, let me just uh, say, get a little light down there (laughs) at the JJ pay counter. (laughs) Oh man! Now Ryan, let me ask you a question. Am I supposed to be able to see somewhere in this view how many people are on? Because I don't see it anywhere. I think I'm the only one that can see it. How many we got on? Uh, seventy just goose. No, I'm just seventy five. No, it's not anywhere near that. I just don't want to say. <laughs> if they knew, if they knew it's, we were going, it's goose. Yeah. It's goose, and that's it. Um, all right. So, a lot of time when we are planning this show, this live stream. What's up going on, Garrett? Hopefully, we're seeing Rocky Mountain High after Sunday. Yeah, we're like one and six at Mile High Stadium. Did you yes. know that? <laughs> I did see that. I was I was all excited because I was looking at our history against Denver. I'm like, we kind of kicked the crap out of them. And then I looked at, at home. in Denver, and it's like, oh, we don't ever beat them in Denver. That sucks. Look at oh, Goose. Yes. Goose. <laughs> oh, now I got to do a Canadian conversion to figure out how much JJ gets. Oh man, two seventy nine. <laughs> you know what? I think the Canadian conversion is just put that all on JJ's tab. Yeah. All right. We'll all figure right. it uh, out. Sure. So a lot of times we 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 plan these out. <laughs> and uh, if we actually will even have like, a vote on on what topics we want to cover and like even yeah. sort of what order, and we didn't do that today. So, um, I I wrote Ryan a book a couple days ago. Sent like the longest DM ever talking about <laughs> like, hey, like as a community of. Packers content creators, I think we're missing the mark right now. It's two bucks, Garrett. By, like, the the team is not playing well. They lost to one of the worst teams in football. And I think that we as Packers content creators are supposed to be a little bit of an escape from, like, the crappy team. Because a lot of the time, you know, Packers football 
is a an escape for a lot of people from like their crappy week. And um, so it made me feel good that we do this live stream, which is all about nonsense and ridiculousness and having fun. Because I think that that's what the Packers fan base needs right now is just to kick back and relax and have some positivity. Um, you know, even if we do lose again in the house of horrors that is Mile High Stadium uh, to the team that coughed up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, I think that there's still a lot of fun and enjoyment to be had from sitting down and watching a freaking football game. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, doing this episode with me. And uh, too old for this, thank you. He says, I think the conversion on those Canadian dollars is the same as Stanley Nichols to Shroop Bucks, which is the same as Unicorns to Leprechauns. <laughs> too old for this. This is my hero with the the, uh, the office references. I know. It's like it's – like, uh, so He's almost like the fourth member of Packernet Derailed. Because we keep not doing the office references, and it clearly needs to be a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, sorry, I I don't want to cut you off, but when JJ sent that to me, I thought that that was a very, very good idea. The only issue is I didn't exactly know how best to do that as far as how do we make this a fun place to be while at the same time giving, having a conversation about what is pretty horrible. So... (laughs) If you're hanging out in the comment section, you got some thoughts, please send it along because I like the idea, but I am currently with zero ideas as to how to do that. But I know it can be done, and I look forward to it because I think we're all getting a little gloomy, and uh, especially doing you know two podcasts a day where I talk about, hey, everything sucks, and then I do a call when everybody calls in and says everything sucks, and I'm like, yeah, dude, totally, things suck. It kind of gets to wear on you a little bit. Well, and and I even made the point to you, like, I don't want to be, like, fake. Like, I'm right. not all in on the, the you know, hey, everything the players say in, and do is right. And, like, we're always going to side with them, you know, no matter what. Like, no, man, like, I'm all for, like, calling out some BS when there's sure. some BS. Um, but, okay, here here's the thing. So, Jair this past week was ragging on the offense and saying like, hey, maybe they need me to come over there and start playing for them on offense if you know if they can't move the ball themselves. And uh the first reaction that I saw on social media was actually pretty similar to the first thing that like just popped into my head, which is like, dude, like maybe you shouldn't be running your mouth because you have been playing for some pretty sucky football right now. But then I yeah. thought about it more and I said uh you know Jair is one of our superstar players. He's supposed to be one of the big leaders of the team, if Jair is not going to call call out the offense for being incompetent, who is? Like, these guys need to hold themselves to that higher standard. So, I don't know. I I think it is kind of funny to think about Jair going out there and playing on offense. You know, we we got, like, five weeks worth of memes last year about Keyshawn Nixon wanting to play wide receiver. And then, by the way, he actually played a snap or two at running back and – I don't know. It was kind of fun to watch. I don't know. Is there is there a, a way to that we should be working Jair in on offense? I mean, he's pretty speedy and shifty. I don't know about maybe he, wide receiver. He also was a punt returner in college. He was. He, he did a lot of returning. Maybe well, and things aren't going too good with Keyshawn right now. Let's spice it up a little bit. Let's put put him back there for kick returns, punt returns. See what he can do. Seems like. Uh, in college, when you see defensive players playing offense, 
most of the time it's like oh they go be, you know, the opposite player of what they normally are. Like you'll get a, mm-hmm. you know, defensive end comes in and plays fullback or, um, yeah. you know, corner comes and plays wide receiver. It's kind of, you know, do, doing the job that, you know, you're basically the same body type. Linebackers play a tight end. Shout out to Cade Stover at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, Jair, slot corner in college, maybe a slot receiver here for the Packers. I don't know. I just keep going back to when Jair said that, I was just thinking like, man, he's, he's, he's really trying to play himself onto the, uh, the 2028 flag football team. That's, that's the first thing. That's the first area that my mind went when he said that. Uh, but I mean, I, I also go back to like, cause I'm looking, I was all week, I was going through the offense and looking at stuff. I'm like, all right, it's just, just like everybody, the execution just is all 11 executing is rare. And I, and for a young team, it is going to be rare, but I go back to that, that Keyshawn Nixon reverse toss that they ran against the Saints. I'm thinking like, you know what? You know, there's, there's like something about like, Hey, you know, we talked a long time about, you know, where's, what's the Irvin role in the offense, right? We love that, that little section of time where Tyler Irvin was, you know, yeah, <laughs> working horizontally in the offense and, and delivering we some spent big more plays. time talking about who was going to replace Irvin now that he was gone <laughs> yep. than he actually spent playing the Irvin role. Exactly. You're right. That's right. We really, we really grabbed that. We really that. wanted that to be a thing oh, so bad. Oh, we did. Oh, we <laughs> it did. was cool uh, and it worked. It was. Yeah, it was cool. I have no idea why they cut him. Seriously. But like, by the way, oh sorry, I was just gonna no, say go shout ahead. out to Mike. It's been a while. Two bucks, super chat. Thank you so much. He says, "Who's the most overrated Packer player right now?" I I definitely want to come back to that question. Oh, I, I think we could go. I have an answer. Kind of a while on that, but, that but before we get to that, like. we got it. We got to put a put a uh, you know bow on this Keyshawn Nixon, yeah. Jair Alexander, Tyler Irvin role. But we'll Can get to Ty Montgomery's. Right. Can he be Montgomery a little bit? A little Montgomery, a little Irvin, a little bit of both? Mm-hmm. You know, spice it up. I mean, if, if Jones is, if Jones is not able to carry the load per se, let's, let's, because if, you know, obviously he's dealt with injury already this year. If, he, if that happens again, then it's like, all right, well, you know, Dylan, we're finding a little bit of something in the run game, which was nice. Yeah, so it was the Raiders, but you know, it should happen again this week. But you know, if you need to find a little bit of a spark, you know, Maybe get maybe get Nixon some a little bit of a chance back there because they just they're they're lacking. They've got the big bodies. I know I know Wilson's really good when he gets about you know right yeah, to that second Wilson. level. Yeah, once he gets yeah. that second level and he's like got some got some room he's to got operate. That speed. Yeah, he'll he then he's train. gone. But do we have anybody who can take advantage you know of those first three to five yards and like oh I've turned a three yard gain into twelve like do we not really outside of Jones. Right, so it would be great to have somebody else who could do that. And it kind of yeah. is Keyshawn Nixon's skill set. Like, he's yeah. kind of a crummy slot corner, but, like, when he's returning kicks, yep. he's got that nice vision, sees the hole, hits it, very decisive. Yeah, I don't know why he couldn't carry the ball for us. A little surprised they haven't given Jaden Reed an opportunity to do some, some more interesting stuff. Yeah, because he, he's great point. stocky, got some good – you know, good body to him that Christian Watson doesn't have. He's not that same lanky, right. thin. He can you know, turn a little lead. quicker than Watson can. And he's got the punt returning stuff as well. Right. right? Exactly. Like he, he's also done that. So he's also been, got that ability to like, all right, I see a lot what's going on in front of me. Right. I can one cut and go. I, I can do all these things to return or so. Yeah. I, I agree. I think they, they don't have to, they're not, they don't have to go like extremely positionless. Like we're not talking like, Hey, we need, you know, we need to be the Atlanta Falcons or something from last year or anything, but like, 
giving some of these offensive players who have some explosiveness and then maybe working them in, you know, to run game, whether it's perimeter or not. I am, I'm not talking about that, that shovel play. No, absolutely not. No more of that. That play stinks. <laughs> Throw it out. Right. But like something else where you can get guys the ball quickly or just even put them in the backfield. Right. If we're going to commit to gun run still, it's just not Dylan's thing and we know it isn't right. No. Like that's just not his thing. So having somebody else back there besides Jones who can operate if they're going to stick with some gun run stuff, I mean, got to look at all the options. Yeah, Dylan running under center is a different beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I like this. I think there's a lot worse ideas out there. Um, For example, Joe Barry puts worse ideas out there every single week, and, <laughs> like, that's permissible. Yeah. It's true. Do you think, um, do you think Blake Corum could be that guy, Jake? <laughs> yes. I had to bring it yes. up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's going on with Blake Corum this year, by the way? Like, I think he's I been know. fine. He's, he's still really good. He's been fine. He's still really good, but like, he's been fine. But like, I'm comparing him to himself. No, that's fair. That's fair. I don't <laughs> he's, know. I, he's been really good. But he's been like, good. Yeah. He was otherworldly a year ago. He was. I don't know. I don't know how much that injuries bothered him. I know he's had a couple of them. I, it's hard to say. We never know because everything's different for everybody. I will say though, I think a lot of people were expecting Edwards to break out. That has not yeah. happened. Oh man! No, I Ooh, said man, it hasn't happened all at last all. Year, I thought Donovan Edwards Yikes. was going to be like, Yikes. like, hey, look, Blake Corum is great, but like, I'd rather draft Donovan Edwards. Yeah. Now I'm I looking at them. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I was smoking because <laughs> Blake Corum is like clearly no, I, the better running back. Everybody sees that breakaway speed and they go, yes. That in an offense where you can one cut and go, we've, we've got it. We've done it. And it's like, all right, well, he's probably going to Miami then. That's fine. He can do yeah, that. Right. Right? Exactly. That's fine. He'll just go there. Uh, you know, we don't, we'll have to worry about him once every, you know, couple of years or whatever, depending on Miami you know, has how like 10,000 running backs though right now. Like they got, they do. Devon A. Chain, Jeff Wilson, uh, Raheem Mostert, um, the other guy that I didn't get in fantasy, um, who just get, is blocked. Yep. So, oh, no, I did get him. Yeah. Salvan Ackman. Yeah. I did get him. Everybody wants they, slice. They have a stable. They do. They really do. But they might not stop. <laughs> they might not stop, like, honestly. But it, it would, I think Corum has been, it has been solid this year. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's been otherworldly. But were you expecting him to grade in that ridiculous range again? Yeah. Probably not. I was. You were? I, I, well, okay. I was. That's fair. Because, I mean, that's fair. like, when I watched I him play, he just felt so, inevitable just watching it it was just like there's just nothing you can do man like it's so ludicrously quick in the short <laughs> area it's not so even good. it's not fair no but he's been good he's been good i i would I, like him i to hate do that. i hate michigan but like, no it's, that's fair yeah it's a love this is, hate like i'm like oh you really like you on the packers oh, i hate you <laughs> i always felt like blake corum when i watched him was the guy that like in real in realistic terms, it's probably not going to translate as well. But I still love watching the guy play. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a tiny yeah. shifty. Like he's he's just that guy that you want to believe is real, and you want to believe that you can just take him and put him on an NFL team and get that same thing. He might be a little tiny, and it might not exactly translate. But um, he is he is about as fun to watch as any running back that I've seen play. It might be it who's, might work perfectly with Dylan. No, who's so, the last? You know, it's like college superstar running back who translated to the NFL. Has there been anybody since Christian McCaffrey? Well, someone's doing it right now. 
you talking about Bijan? Like he's, I don't think he's college Bijan. He had a couple of really great weeks. Well, there's, yeah, there, well, if we're, yeah, we could dive into the little subtleties of running that Bijan may not do as well. Uh, we might be getting off the rails a little bit, but yeah, I, superstar. <laughs> Yeah. McCaffrey no, I, was I like a god in college, and he's been better yeah. in the pros. Yeah. Yep. Like Saquon was not that. Zeke was not that. Gurley did it for a little while, but for a season <laughs> until he got hurt. Yeah. Derrick yeah, Henry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Took him a little while, but he got there. Yeah. We probably should hit Mike. Mike's comment now. Who's the most overrated yeah, Packer yeah. player right now? And it's a good thing that he's specified player. Because otherwise, I, I had a different direction I was going to take it. But he he said player, so <laughs> did you want to go coach? Is that the yeah? Point? Yeah, Is that I, the... <laughs> I, think, I think there's a really overrated coach. Okay, I mean you can start with that if you want. There's no no rules on this show. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, we can change um, anything we want. Do whatever we want. Yeah, I I I don't understand why we hold Jerry Montgomery up. Oh, as like bad. this fantastic D line coach, and like then we turn around. You can't criticize Jerry Montgomery. You can't criticize Kenny Clark, but yet the the defensive line is terrible, and we're always frustrated about it constantly. Right. But you can't criticize either of those two guys who are the position coach, and like he's he's literally the run defense coordinator. Well, there's that as well. Yes, <laughs> there is there is that. And then Do Kenny, we, Kenny's like the, he's he's the highest paid guy in that line. I feel like that's just a title. <laughs> and, and we we don't actually have one of those. <laughs> it's like uh, it's someone has to hold it. All right, I'm gonna pull names out of a hat. Whoever gets this run defense coordinator title, you just have it. It's like nobody's like that worried about. I mean, that's it's just unfortunately not what the defense is, and that's just this is not how they play. And I, I I'm not gonna go off track, but. I, well, I want to get to something on the defensive line later, but JJ, if you got if you got a player, you should definitely go the, the player direction as well. Well, I I, I have a player, but I, since I already went, I okay. want want to let you go, go ahead, Jay, because I'm kind of torn. I mean, there's low hanging fruit that I don't think we have to address. I think I mean Garrett's put in the comments a couple times. Like right now, it is it, it probably is Jair, but I will say I the amount. The amount of people that that kind of talked up uh, a certain receiver uh, that has played in every game this year, I don't know. It, it just depends on, I guess, how you. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how you view him, right? If you viewed him in the light of like, oh, he's the wide receiver two, no doubt about it. It's going to get way better. Like if you were in that camp, then I think you have to go that route with talking about who's overrated right now because I don't think. I don't think he's delivering where he needs to be. I think Wicks looks a heck of a lot better. I'm a little ashamed of myself that I didn't say Wicks instead of Reed to be the two, uh, <laughs> when we did that, like, you know, driving the bus type of thing. That would have been a really nice call back then. Uh, but man, he's just like, when you look at, when you watch Wicks, he's just always open. Like, it's just, I did see it, the video you did. It was pretty fantastic. That was, just, that was great just, to see him open all the time. It just is like, and it's, and I know it's like, maybe he, he's not always the first read, right? So it's, he's going to be open. There'll be times where it's like, oh, well, you know, they're not going this direction. That's not the point of the play, but it's like, man, I don't, when it comes to like, I don't know how high he is in the yards per route run against man or whatnot. Cause well, he just doesn't get targeted, but like the success rates pretty impressive. I think he's getting better against zone coverage. Right. And I just think like, 
when you look at the expectations for him, they're super low. So we like him a lot. For Dobbs, it just feels like it was super high. And I know, and that's a great comment, that Adams had a worse performance in year two. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm on the island on this. I don't feel like Dobbs dropped a ton of passes in college, and he's dropped a lot more in the NFL. And I'm not sure what's happening there. I'm not quite sure. Well, drops was definitely a, a thing for him a year ago. He has less yeah. than one drop a game. He's got four drops in five games, and yeah. two of those drops came against New Orleans. Right, yeah. Okay. According to his PFF grades, <clears throat> Vegas was his only bad game of the year. And I'll, I, I will just say, uh, you know, I, I even called it a Packer Net After Dark about this during the offseason. I was not enamored with what he did last year. Um, it was fine. Like uh, Romeo and Toure were the, the two guys that I kept bragging on in, this past offseason. And I think, like, I get frustrated watching the offense with Dobbs and feeling like, I don't really know what value he serves on a lot of plays because he doesn't get targeted very much. And I was really expecting him to kind of be that chain mover, you know, that yeah. not, not that he would be Alan Lazard, but he would receive like about the amount of action that Alan Lazard did. And I feel like in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Yeah. When they do target him, it doesn't feel like it's been very valuable targets. Yeah, that's that's the one thing, right? He's a he's a singles and doubles type of player. He's never he's not really the home run type. I know he had the big one against the Saints, which was huge uh, to kind of spark the comeback. But yeah, he's been definitely he's a, sub fifty percent on contesting catches, forty four percent. He's had actually three interceptions when targeted. So that's I I'm, I'm not really sure where to go with that. Well, his passer rating when targeted in week one was a 127, and it yeah. has got, dropped every single week. So 127, 99, 60, 58. And then if you thought, well, it's going to go up after that. Like, it's not going to go lower than 58. Yeah. 
2.8. 2.8 passer rating when targeted against That's not Vegas. ideal. Yeah, that's not ideal. I mean, obviously, the interceptions <laughs> against Vegas were kind of on one guy. Uh, really wasn't. I, it wasn't like the it wasn't like the Detroit one where it's like ah the tip pass like you know was was the Detroit see the play coming right was that you know was it all kind of laid in there like the picks in Vegas were definitely on ten. Um, I will say I, I get it that he's only that that Dobbs only played hasn't even played seventeen games. I get it, but I think like we we took the the hype from the year one from a again a day three pick which again Green Bay's done well on day three. But I think we're trying to make it more than it is, right? Like, I don't think – I don't know. I'm I, just not sitting here and seeing, like, you know, when you look at every receiver on the roster, who, A, looks the cleanest and looks the most effective at the line of scrimmage, right? When it's – you know, even if it's cover two, right, guys are going to be contacting you. Like, who looks the cleanest right now? And I, I just feel like he doesn't look as clean. Um, And, again, to – to Watson's credit, Watson's big and fast. It's very difficult for people to handle in that way. But like, I just feel like Wicks looks more prepared and more effective in a lot of those scenarios. And then the top of the route, I think is the same thing. So again, I don't know. Like I said, I'm trying to reach for other things, right? We said the low hanging fruit was, was Alexander. For me, it's just relative to what I've seen the expectations, at least in social media with analysts in the Packer sphere. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm not saying he's bad. Um, which is again, probably some people might take that from this. I'm sure some people will run with that, but like, I don't know. I just, for what the expectations people have, that's, that's where I'm at right now. All right, Ryan, we gave you a lot of time to think. Who's yeah. your guy? Yeah, I rented. I, uh, I think I'm going to go with Elton Jenkins, actually. Um, he has been deemed as like an elite player since the day he came to Green Bay. And, um, I don't know that he ever really has been. He's played two full years. His first two years, and he graded out his average. In 2021 was the only year he had a really good grade, and he played about a third of a season. And then 2022, he came back, and he was he graded out okay. He played most of the season, but really it was one, two, three, four, five good games all year. Other than that, he was pretty bad. Uh, and actually, his pass blocking grade was in the 60s, so it was average. And right now, his three games, all at left guard the whole time, and yes, he's had a little bit of an injury, 61, 65, 59. He hasn't had a good run blocking grade or good pass blocking grade one game this year. So I, I think we've, we've, I know he's had it tough with injuries and he's been bouncing around left guard, right guard, right tackle, left tackle. But I mean, I think we got to stop calling him an elite football player until he starts proving that that's what he is, aside from just uh, some occasional, I don't want to call it necessarily fluky, but I mean, if you're going to have five good games a year and give us about a half a year of play every year, I don't know that that's necessarily top tier elite play. So um, I'm going to kind of just take a step back and say, I'll believe it when I see it with Elton Jenkins, I think. Well, that was dark. (laughs) Honestly, I I think it'd be interesting to see it. Like if you, if whoever has time, maybe, maybe I'll take a peek. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, To look at like every game that he's played and just like, okay, pick out the elite games and like, just kind of gloss over and be like, all right, who, who, who are they against? Like where, like where are we getting the elite stuff? Where are the bad games coming in? And if it's like, you know, kind of like the, you know, Oh, he's, he's just dominating bad defensive tackles and right. Good defensive tackles are giving him problems like that. 
I mean, <clears throat> I mean, he kicked the crap out of Aaron Donald like three times. He did. So yes, there is that. This is true. This is true. Injured Aaron um, Donald, but yeah, <laughs> when say? he broke his ribs, right? Oh yeah. So here's... <laughs> oh yeah, he was. It was questionable that week. Yeah, right, the he wasn't game. supposed That's to play. Right. That, that was uh, that was uh, twenty twenty two, wasn't it? That was the playoffs, I think. Was it the playoff game? Yeah, twenty twenty two. We played him. No, we played in the playoffs uh, 21. Yeah. Um, or, no, 20. Right. Well, 2021, no, I guess. The year, calendar year, 2021 playoffs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 season. 2020 regular. Yeah. 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 So I was walking. Get a 64 grade in that game. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He did. 62 oh, wow. run blocking, 63 oh, wow. pass blocking. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's wild. He had three good games that whole year. Oh, he had an elite. He had an elite. He had a really good game against Tampa, though. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Well, Tampa, San Francisco, and Detroit were his three good games that year. (laughs) Figure that one out. Sweet. (laughs) Makes no sense. Perfect. No. Were they all in the same position? Left guard, all of them. Uh, Detroit was center. Left guard and center. So that's what he played all year, though, was left guard and center. Yeah. So I'm going to go Billy Turner from mine because even though he hasn't been with us for a while, I hate him and I hate hearing about him. And um, I have kicked Samari Touré around enough. And um, I kicked around Patrick Taylor until Gutekunds cut him so that Matt LaFleur would quit playing him on freaking fourth down. So I'm going Billy Turner, who is just the worst. And... <laughs> I Jeez. still wake up ticked Jeez. off about him, even though he's not been on the team in a while. So, um, wow. Somebody the other day was talking about like, oh man, wish we still had Billy Turner. Like that, that's what our offensive line needs. And I'm like, yeah, they also need a third hole in their head. Billy Turner. I don't, he, <laughs> I feel like he, it got, I feel like so it got darker right there. there. <laughs> he, he really was pot, like, cause the team and, and Aaron Rodgers loved him so much. Mr. And they constantly played him, and so I would I would make comments like he's really bad. Nobody would believe me. And then ESPN yeah. came out there, their BS pass blocking thing, and said he was like the third best. Which was, yeah, and, and if you look at their ranking, it was a bunch of morons on their whole list. But it's like I couldn't convince anybody. Him. Was, wasn't it one of our guys, Rick frickin' Wagner? Ricky Wagner. Oh man, yeah. Rick Wagner. That's right. I just, yeah, so, like, so I couldn't, yes, I, like, Rick it just Wagner. fell on deaf ears. Nobody top would ten, believe me. Top 10 uh, pass blocking NFL tackle here in ESPN's grades and stats are the dumbest thing in the world. I just immediately Open score. So good, by the way. <laughs> so dumb. So good. Yeah. Here's what I like ESPN for, because there is something I love. They give you live stats during the game. Any game. I do love that. That's they. It's like the only purpose they serve, and also I like their fantasy app. But um, but that's it. Other than other than the live stats during the game, which if if there's any other site that you guys know of that does that, I'll happily use that. But I I do love that you can go check and I mean they they keep it like basically real time stats constantly during the game. So that's cool. Yeah, it went real well. Too old for this, says Aaron Rodgers wanted Billy Turner to protect him in New York. See how that went? Yeah. Now, he didn't actually play, though, isn't he? Wasn't he hurt? He wasn't on out in the field in that snap, I was he? I thought he was because maybe he wasn't. He might not have. Because I remember 
he was going to play. And I made all kinds of comments to Jets fans like, oh, I thought he was just a backup. What happened to that? He he only played in week five. Week five, had... okay. Oh, wait, hang on. Nope. So he lost his job. <laughs> I clicked on Billy Turner, and it, it pulled up his... It pulled up his receiving page. Apparently he had a <laughs> apparently he nice. ran a route in week nice. five. I don't know. Ew. That's sick. Yeah, week three right. and week five he played. Sick. He had one snap in week three, six in week five, and apparently one of them he ran a route or something. Oof. He must have like recovered a fumble or something. That's I don't know. <laughs> how how else would you Kinda get sick. on their on their receiving page? Did Rogers call know. that play? <laughs> Rogers said that and be like, listen, I know, I know you guys probably saw that one to Bach last year, but like, trust me, I got, we this. got this for Billy. We can do this, <laughs> man. We can. Now for me, one of the things like, I know that guys, you know, Rasul Douglas is an example of this. Devondre Campbell is an example of this. I know that guys can like suck somewhere and then go elsewhere and be good. But whenever we pick a guy up, and I go see like what his former fan base was saying yeah. when he got cut. It's usually a pretty darn good indicator of like what you're going to get out of him. And you know, when Billy Turner got signed by the Packers, I remember looking at the, the Broncos Reddit and it was like, hallelujah, <laughs> Jesus has come early and freed us from. <laughs> The torment of watching Billy Turner screen door Billy go out there and phone it in on the field. And like, I don't know. I feel like it kind of lived up to that a lot of the time. I know, uh, I know, uh, Coach Hahn, dear friend of ours, really loved watching Billy Turner play, but I, so that's the one area I just never could get on board with. Uh, he must have been doing something that was just amazing because the coaches and everybody loved the guy. But, you, I mean, stats are stats. And he gave up, like, twice as many pressures and sacks and hits as everybody else on our team. Yeah, combined. Yeah, yeah yep. it was ridiculous. Uh, too old for this says, I love how Tyler Irvin is officially a position in the Matt LaFleur offense. Yeah, ma'am. I will say, <laughs> Tyler Irvin is officially a position in the Packers fan Offense. Matt LaFleur does no. not seem keen to use it anymore. He couldn't care less. <clears throat> I think all three of us, though, if we were running Matt LaFleur's <laughs> offense, I think we would be like, come on, who yep. is going to be our Tyler Irvin? And then, like, Matt LaFleur would be like, you mean, like, returning punts? <laughs> no, no. Don't just the jab motion guy every yeah. play. Yeah. He's like, oh, you mean the Christian Watson role? Yeah, right. Like, no, no. Then who's Except. winning downfield coach? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he goes that way. Yeah, he's I want someone to go, go this way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, listen, Matt, for for Christian Watson, you got to call the Megatron plays, okay? Call Megatron right. plays for for Christian Watson. And then uh, for Jaden Reed, you got to call Tyler Irvin plays. You yep, understand? Yep. Simple. Wix is Adam, so you can. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> You got and it. And let's, let's put the, the ball in Aaron place. Jones's hands every single snap of the <laughs> yeah. game. And then just give it to Jones. <laughs> Here's what you do with these receivers, and then don't throw it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Here are your options. Yeah. Throw Enough it with the to... second quarter throwing Aaron Jones, okay? <laughs> He's got, like, no rushes in that quarter. Coach, what are we doing? Your options oh, are man. throw it to Aaron Jones, run it with Aaron Jones, or run it with Jordan Love. Take your pick, Matt. Oh, I like it. 
got to add Corbin. Like, we got to add Corbin into that for sure. I don't know, man. I got uh, I got a cool shovel pass play we can run to Patrick Taylor. We called him up from the practice squad just for this game. <laughs> Those went uh, so good. It's it's my only play uh, listed under fourth and long. <laughs> yeah, no, screen to Patrick Taylor. Cr- critical fourth down situations. Get Patrick Taylor out there. <laughs> He's taking the tush push play. You're pushing him. Dylan, out of there. Let's go, yeah, guy that's not... played four snaps with us. Get out there. By the way, Dylan's got to do the pushing pro on this pass <laughs> on this play. So I I like Matt Lafleur, and I I certainly am not anywhere on like, you know, hey, we got to talk about moving on from Matt. I'm not there, but I will say. Matt LaFleur is not my guy. Brian Gutekunst is my guy. Brian Gutekunst was watching these stinking Patrick Taylor play wow. calls. And Matt's like, well, you know, they just weren't working. And Brian's like, I don't care. He's off the team because I don't want to see you use him ever again. Pick any other player on the freaking <laughs> roster and throw the ball to them on fourth down. Not Patrick Taylor. That's oh, that's Gutekunst not, oh, not gosh, overstepping that. his bounds. Like I'm not going to tell you who you can play on this team. However, oh, man. he's off the team. Yo, <laughs> that's oh, it's like Moneyball. Money yeah, yeah, it's like Moneyball. It's like uh, yeah, you can't play Pena first. Like I can. It's like no, he plays for Detroit now. <laughs> like uh, you can't have you can't have uh, you can't have Patrick Taylor on fourth down. Yeah, I can. I'm coaching. He's like, no, no, we caught him. <laughs> Come two hours ago. I would never tell you who you can't play on but this that team. Guy you can't play. Yeah. But here's Justin Hollins. Oh <laughs> uh, man, being at that game where Taylor was not on the same page with Love on that fourth and short against the Saints was just like, man, that's just that. That's that rough. play is also ingrained in my head. That's a tough one to to look back on. I um, I think I finally come full circle on running backs and even like this year this season on this live stream show i've been kind of all over the place a bit and and like it's been a journey for me with running backs because like yeah rushing is not that valuable like your run game is not that valuable compared to your pass game but like i've always been a running back guy it's always bugged me when we had running backs i didn't believe in um, there was a guy that we got. He had been with Detroit. I think it was Demaria Crockett or somebody. It wasn't him. But there was this guy that we had who was our, uh, averaging like one <laughs> one yard per per carry for his career. Yeah. And we had like no running backs who could go. And I think that it was uh, Jamal and then this guy were the two active running backs for a game. It's just like 18. It's 2019, 2019. I'm still ticked off about it. Okay. You got it. I look <laughs> I'm looking right now. I by the way, that was very funny what you said. I I think it was Demaria Crockett, but it was not. <laughs> that was good. It was, I liked that. It was a Demaria Crockett. I liked that a lot. Did Trey Carson? Yeah, that's who it was. Oh, wow. oh there you go. Trey Carson, T R A was how you spelled his name. Oh yes. Okay. Now oh. I'm familiar because of the way it's spelled. <laughs> I was so mad because okay. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to use Tyler Irvin for that game. This is before Tyler Irvin was a Heck thing. Yeah. We had, we had yeah, him, man. but, like, I was looking at Trey Carson, and I was like, I know why they're playing him. It's because of his pass pro. But the guy has, like, like we've handed him the ball, like, three times this year, and he fumbled one of them, and he's got, like, one yard per carry on his career. Like, I don't care about the pass pro. 
Get him out of here. Play Tyler Irvin. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm still mad about it, and it was four years ago. That's a this game. That is one of the tougher trade-offs, I feel like, at the running back position. That is is a tough thing to – if you trust your offensive line, you're fine. Like, if you're Detroit, you don't have to worry about Jameer Gibbs right. and pass pro. <laughs> like, you don't right. care. He's out of here. We're running routes. Like, there's no problem. But if you have – I don't know. If you got if you got Washington's the offensive line where Howell's taking well Howell's taking sacks because it's him but like if you have the Giants offensive line right now it's like ah we gotta have man we gotta have a man in here or five like to help these guys out so it's like it's so hard to trade off where you're like oh we want this super dynamic guy to get to catch the ball in the backfield but it's like man our right tackle is killing us right now he's gave up seven pressures in the first half got to have a guy out there it's such it's a tough thing what's that that's the one thing I do not envy being running out there. 30 personnel? What? <laughs> they got 32. 30, 30, <laughs> 32 personnel. 32, man. And, and it's a zero-man concept. Protect, protect. Yeah. Nobody it's, is running a route. Right. All they're doing like, is just it's just Daniel Jones the quarterback just surviving. Ten guys covering. Uh, uh, it's like a 15-minute play call. Like, we're running the clock out, right? Like, this is max protect with everybody. It's like, you're not just not getting back there. I'll run around like I do in Madden for 15 minutes when I got the lead. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's, that's the I wonder play. how long you could you could milk that. Like, like Oh, I think somebody's yourself, done that. At least I'm mad. Somebody's done that for sure. Who's currently the best rushing quarterback out there? I mean, I think it's. I mean, it's got to be Tyler. I know last year. Last year it was uh, it was actually Patrick Mahomes was actually the the best funny rushing quarterback in football last year. But I don't think that's true this year. I don't think he's got Tyler Dershow there. There Heck yeah. There we go. Appreciate also, that. hold on a minute. Yeah. We have to go back to this for a second because I remember it coming up. JJ goes, I'm such a goody guy over a LaFleur guy. If you said that three years ago, man, you you would <laughs> you would have to find a place to hide. <laughs> like there's I, nobody, nobody out not there. Followed me around on Twitter. No, I know. I'm just saying like I mean like, like three years ago. Hates me people have been like what because I say stuff like say? that. Always. What did you say? And everybody you hates it, and that. I don't back down from it until I'm that. presented evidence that shows, yeah, no, that was a bonehead thing to say. People hate me. Nope. <laughs> but not Tyler Durstall, because he dropped a $5 super chat. So this go. is for the JJ Fund. Any word on O-line shuffling for this week? I haven't heard anything. Have you guys? No. No. I, I kind of hope not because I would assume that I means we got a bunch more injury, which it seems like we're more injured now after the bye. Yeah, what's up with than, that? Uh, than before yeah. the bye. Where are we going on the bye week? Man. Where are people going on the bye week right now? So it was like Jair was healthy, and then he got hurt, and then he didn't practice. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he he got hurt just now. Like, this just happened. That's great. Okay, cool. I think, I think uh, Jair took everybody on a uh, team-building – Base jumping trip. Yeah, exactly. Shoot, they went up to Door County again, didn't they? Gosh, darn it. that's <laughs> yeah. that's the off season thing, man. Oh man. I think right. Mike this Mike is... brought it up earlier regarding injuries, right? How did Yash get hurt? Did he stretch the oblique a little bit, blocking the field goal? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what his injury is. I haven't found it. But... What's his knee? I don't know. I mean, I don't maybe know he landed funny that, after but... blocking that field goal. Who knows? Well, he was fine Wednesday, Thursday. He just popped up on Friday. Oh so. man. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Love All right. the late pop-ups. So I think I think we can put a bow on the uh, most overrated player thing. Oh wow, yeah. Um <laughs> You're right. You're probably right. That's good. And and we good did call. Billy Turner to death. 
Uh, we did a bunch of Tyler Irvin. So tool for, for this says Kirk Cousins by far best rushing quarterback. I, speaking of Kirk, Kirk Cousins, I saw somebody, it was probably NFL memes or somebody, but somebody put on Twitter, who's the least clutch quarterback in the NFL right now? So Kirk Cousins was one of the options. Justin Herbert was an option. Try to think who the other two were. Did you, did you guys see that? No. I didn't see it. Doesn't Herbert have like T3 gambling drives since he Mac came to the Jones NFL? Jones and Dak Prescott are the other two. Ooh. Like Justin Herbert is like he's always been my guy at quarterback. But like I don't know, he's he doesn't have that clutch gene, that's for sure. I don't know if it's still true, but like for forever, like he'd already been in LA for like three years. And it was still a true statement that he had never ever been a plus five hundred quarterback. Like no team he had been on had ever been plus five hundred. It's also the Chargers. They right. they love to find out, like, all right, has anybody ever done this and lost? <laughs> it's like, no? Okay, we're doing it. Try we're it. doing it right now. Let's try it. Can Like, can we – they did something week one against Miami, and they lost. Like, in Tennessee, there was something, too. It's like they have – I don't know what. The, through two weeks, there's something they did, and they're like, oh, they've done this. Nobody's ever done this and been, like, 0-2. <laughs> Like there's something I don't remember what it was, but like I don't. They just find did, ways. Does anybody right? ever pass like, for going for the tie, going for the tie against the Raiders, and then like you yeah, completely right. fumbled the bag to try to tie get to the playoffs? Like they have, they they don't know how. Right. To, they don't know what to do. They like just are like, man, you know what? Another way to lose? Yeah, we can find that for you. Like that's just who they are. And I'm not saying Herbert isn't at fault sometimes for sure, but and like Monday night he was for sure, but like. Boy, do they find ways. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. The uh, the James Bond movie Quantum of Solace, the uh, the theme song for that movie was Jack White and Alicia Keys, Another Way to Die. It's really, really good. Chargers theme song, Another like Way to Alicia Lose. Alicia Keys a lot. Yeah. That's... <sighs> we all like Alicia Keys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only contribution to that. <laughs> I I like Jack oh. White. He's, he's like – he's so – He's like the weirdest version of cool. Like the st- everything he does is like undeniably weird, but like it's never in the like dorky range. It's always in the cool range of weird. Couldn't tell you who he is. Me either. Shameful. All right. Me either. But we know Alicia Keys though. So we do. This is true. Pop culture. Well, killing. Check it. out that song though. Another right. another way to die. I'm in. One. I will take a look. For sure. Goose Goose says, "Remember when Hanson oh. was at guard and had like a 13 PFF grade? Are you talking about yeah that McDonald's employee who I used to <laughs> rag on all the time before we started yeah, I know him. throwing to Patrick Taylor on fourth down and I got obsessed with him." I'm not going to yeah. lie. When we were talking about music and then you said Goose says, remember when Hanson? And I was like, oh, come <laughs> on. Where are we going here? Please tell me we're not talking about Hanson now. <laughs> Goose, come on. Oh, that's that's almost as bad as the actual Hanson on the football team. Remember when uh, House's ringtone, when his staff would call, was Mbop Hanson? <laughs> oh, those are the worst of times. <laughs> but, Tyler, is that terrifying? Is it though? Tyler says, terrifying knowing 
Brandon Staley will be on the coaching staff next year. You can just feel it. He won't be making in-game decisions, so I don't know. I like. I think the terrifying meter goes down a little bit. No, Staley's one of those guys, though, that like I know I'm supposed to hate him and think he's a clown, and I just still really like him. Same. I'm definitely there. <laughs> I'm so there. Just one of those I guys think, that shouldn't be a head coach. Yeah, I think he. He can I come think be our DC. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's fine. I don't like uh, he. He has games where he can like kind of work himself into like top coordinator like of the week status all the time. He's like, oh, I can like they this this team has this. Can I take it away? Yeah. He he threw a great punch at Miami last year, and with what I feel like was not like a great defense either, uh, and they they slowed it down. I know he got counter punched in week one for sure, and I think you know everybody but basic. I mean. Buffalo figured it out a little bit, but like it's it's been difficult. So I think with 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 this gobs of talent, I feel like I would trust him a little bit more potentially. And I, I think they if they can get like we've talked about this plenty, like they can get a nose tackle in there with Slayton who can help stop the run in a lot of things. I think that Staley knows that he's got a if he know. If he's been paying attention to Rasul Douglas this year, I think he knows that he's like, wow, yeah, I got this guy for for my scheme. Like, wow, let's go. Like, this will be great. Like, I haven't had this guy in a while. So I think that would be exciting for him. And I think he's, you know, if Walker and Campbell are healthy, which, you know, that's health is just another thing. Don't bring that from the Chargers, please. Don't do that. We already <laughs> have enough issues with it. <laughs> but, like, I, I feel like personnel-wise – just a couple more pieces added. Like I feel like he can he can work with this. So I I'm not that terrified I think, personally. I think that uh, Staley would use Rashawn Gary as much as Joey Bosa gets used though. Like Joey Bosa at the end at the end of games, like that dude is spent. Like he's been out there <laughs> yeah. so many downs. Fair. He's like shaking like as he tries to like you know grab a cup of water. Yeah, I think that's a lot of guys. A lot of guys are fantastic coordinators that get jobs just because that's the next step and they just don't belong. Like, they're not head coaches. They're just really good coordinators. Yeah. What about Eberflus? Is he a head coach or is he just a coordinator? Oh, man. I I don't know. I, I It's hard to judge him with that Bears. That roster, I mean, he's roster. getting a decent bit out of like the pass rush, like somehow this year, which is interesting. Like, I'm not sure how he's getting it out of them. Like, there's, you know, a little bit more juice than they're expected. I mean, they had, they drafted some young, hungry guys who were probably getting after a defensive tackle, but like, I'm kind of surprised that the, the front four is doing, I think, better than it was advertised. Is it good? Not necessarily. I think he'd be a decent coordinator. I mean, we're, that's, that's four three. That's going to be a lot, a little different than, Oh no no I'm over I, but like no, no yeah I, no no I'm I'm not saying he's a Packers coordinator heck no I think he did well in Indy he did well there like obviously got him a head coaching job I I don't know that's a tough one Goose I'm not gonna read your comment because it sucks <laughs> but your other comment where you said that uh, Jack White is Jack Black's antithesis well said hmm. okay is there okay. a Jack Gray like Jack <laughs> I mean, sure there, I, there has to be. It's right. just, you know, is he? You know, no, is he known no for anything? Jack Gray, Australian singer-songwriter. Well, there you go. Wow. All right. Yeah. Hey, for Does real. Jack White and Jack Black look slightly similar-ish. Oh, no, this is like a 
Timothy Chalamet, young looking dude. Okay. This Jack Gray. Now. So what? You still it that doesn't work? You can't have a white, a black, and a gray, and they're all singer songwriter types. Oh, look at this. Listen to Jack Black and Jack White's new Jack Gray song. No way. One day What's ago. What's happening? Whoa. Entertainment Weekly. Did I headline. miss my hearing? Did we just have to make that happen? Jack Black and Jack White's <laughs> Jack Gray song. I just entered a wormhole. Are these working correctly? Did I hear that right? Like, what's <laughs> Jack Gray has finally happened. arrived. In August, Jack Black and Jack White announced that Black and his tenacious D partner, Kyle Gass, had recorded a song with the former White Stripes frontman. Now you can finally listen to the song entitled Don't Blow It Cage. Is it? What about it? Jack, it Gray. Jack Gray? I thought it was Jack Gray. Or is that what's like the band here? name for those two mixed together? Here? Despite the Jack Gray tease, the song Can... is credited to Tenacious D with White as a producer. Yeah, I don't understand music. Can we get Jack Gray involved in the next one? Yeah. That would be that would be interesting. <laughs> but I don't know what the color is. I suppose it's still gray if you add gray to gray, right? Can Jack Black be our defensive coordinator? I mean, sure. Sure. Oh, we need a Jack Green. Jack Green could come. Be that's got to be. There's someone named that for sure. Yep. That's that's probably. I was going through the other colors in my head. That's the only other one that I feel confident. In that Jack universe. Green is Jack a Green, Scottish 2021, musician. He's a musician. 2021 unreal. offensive of lineman out of the University well, of South Alabama. Well, there you go. And then he moved, and then he went to the, the British Isles. <laughs> Here's former former Vanderbilt coach Jack Green. Is every Jack color a musician? That'd be pretty sick, honestly. <laughs> That'd be kind of sick. Jack Brown? That just sounds wrong, though. Probably is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm said completely he's now ignoring the fact colors. that we're doing a live stream at this point, looking up Jack colors. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> no, All right. Yeah. Goose. <laughs> Goose wins derailer of the week, I think. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the easy. Anchors. New G-Dose. award. New award. I, I, I think that it. I think you've won it this week. We do need to have an, a, a derailed award for the that's, one who gets us derailed. The that's most. the that's it. That's, he's yep. won. There's no yep. chance anybody else can do it before he finishes. <laughs> if this, you this want match. to cast a vote for Goose as derailer of the week, <laughs> send a super chat. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's the most worst. <laughs> send us a hundred dollars so we can print oh, out a trophy geez. or a certificate for Goose. <laughs> Please. And send it to him. Shipping is quite expensive. <laughs> if you would like to vote for Goose, mail us a check. Nine dollars. <laughs> oh man, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? All right. Too old for this. Mentioned the uh, push QB sneak, which yeah. I noticed that he said push QB sneak. He didn't say tush push. Brotherly shove. And brotherly shove. Yeah. Well, this is my this was my question. What should, what should we call it? Because like nobody like wants push, to call push. it push tush push. No. So what's stupid. a need need to chat to uh, submit some options here. I know yeah. I know that Philly is putting together brotherly shove merch for their store. They have are confirmed they? that. Yes, they, they are. are. Yeah. Oh, city of brotherly love. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So they're that's I'm good with that. It's a solid one. Um, yeah, if you if you guys send you gotta send that you know wherever you want to send it the Patreon any of our Twitters right that's <laughs> get on that 
no, no, <laughs> it's not this. No, 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 no. I was no. It's not that. No. Um I don't think we can not the, it's not that. I don't know if we can read that one on air. I'm not for sure you can audio either, listeners. To be honest. I, I don't I don't, know. I don't think that's bad. It's the butt putt says the butt putt. It it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's uh, just a little we are just trying to tap it in. Just tap it in. Little tap tappy. Yeah, tap, that's right. I should have known that's where he was going with that. There's there's <laughs> nothing wrong with <laughs> that it, that he was doing a little tapping. You know, What's here, going here's on? the here's the thing with these offensive linemen with the you got the really um large offensive linemen, you know, they got a little more cushion for the pushing. I asked the oh. robot for some suggestions. <laughs> oh no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's not what do we got? <laughs> um number seven is Russian thrust. <laughs> Russian thrust. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! It 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 obviously can get worse. It obviously can get worse. It can. Oh boy! I mean, it is. I mean, it is a close encounter of the athletic kind for sure. Yep. <laughs> like that's definitely that. It's definitely that. Oh boy! That doesn't even make sense, robot. You're just a dirty, dirty robot. <laughs> you gotta tell us now. No, I just I'm stuck on the thrust thing. That was a completely oh. unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> it is a rushing play. Um yeah. So, I guess <laughs> I I asked I asked the Bing bot for something and uh we we should not, see if we maybe we could line up uh Rashid Walker behind him. <laughs> He's got some experience with stuff like that. Oh man. <laughs> That must have been what the robot was thinking. Just hammer it in there, man. That's what the robot Ooh, was thinking. All right. The Bingbot delivered. No, no. Bingbot. All right. I think oh, – oh, these are all so good. All right. I'm going to save my favorite for last. So here we go. Bing says some possible alternative names for the football play, the tush push, are the butt boost. This name mm-hmm. emphasizes the role of the players behind the quarterback who give him a boost with their butts. <laughs> Thank you for explaining oh. that. <laughs> Seems less effective, but all right. <laughs> Not picturing like Rashid Walker out there. He like turns around. He's like ferociously backing up into uh, Jordan Love, like <clears throat> shoving him backwards. All Just right, the rear what that rush. Sounds like for the uh, audio uh, audience. Uh, the audio audience. <laughs> <laughs> the rear rush. Uh, the back blast. <laughs> This name suggests the explosive power of the play as well as the direction of the push. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, pass that. No, 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 no. The tail, no. the tail trail. No, you should have quit. You should have quit. Back blast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh no. That's what they must have called it. Did Jair take the snap this week? Is that what happened in practice? Like that's Oh no. Now we know why Jair's hurt. They've been practicing the the back blast in practice. That's why Jair's hurt, man. Okay. At least we have explanation now. (laughs) All right, here's my favorite. All right. Although uh I don't know if anything's about the reaction we got from Ryan. I don't think it can top that one. There's no chance. (laughs) The rump ram. Oh Oh, since uh since the the comment section isn't really taken off, I figured I'd go to a different AI and see what it has to say. Oh, jeez. 
So we got the, right. the boot, the booty bump. Booty bump. Go with the booty bump. The derriere drive. Ooh, all right. Okay. Fanny shove. Okay. The back backside boost. <laughs> the rump thrust. <laughs> rump thrust. Uh, Keister what about- jam. <laughs> What? Keister Jam? Oh. Keister Jam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, butt Wait, Blast. What about, what about oh, Rear Ram, roast. Glute <sighs> Go, and Tailgate Surge. <laughs> tailgate Surge. <laughs> oh, Alright. Too old for this. That's, okay. That's interesting as well. Uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know, but you know the what? Jewel for this says the lard yard. I mean, it's a lot uh, of. I get it. It's a lot of O line and D lineman, I guess. But man, Goose says, says the rear rocket. rocket. <laughs> oh man! All right, so look, I'm, I'm putting this oh, um, to a butter, and I got That's three cool. on here. I got the booty bump, black uh, back blast. And rump ram. Which is the fourth? Hold on. No, no, we're not. No, wait, just wait. Just let me get a couple more here. Let me let me throw a couple more in for contention, okay? That was close. Jeez, that was close. Nothing was close. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. We're gonna have to put a disclaimer on this. When this episode goes up, which which ones did you put in the the thing so far? How many do you have? I only have three so far. I got booty bump, back blast, and rump ram. Behind so you need B- one more? Behind B-Line from Too Old for This. That's interesting. All right. Ha- hear me out. The cheek sneak. <laughs> cheek sneak. <laughs> right? Well. That's pretty good, yeah. isn't it? That's actually that's actually pretty that's actually good. That's actually pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Oh. Uh, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, oh, trying yeah. to see if there's any that are actually <laughs> not just completely stupid. Uh. <laughs> if the if the goal was I to mean, get people like like totally off of the negative like Packer talk like laugh. we have definitely I think oh we did it. Geez, we yeah we, we definitely think. did it there's no doubt oh my gosh goose all right uh, I don't know now now it's a close race right like you know having the having the comment about you know from tool for this right uh, they they've killed it on on stopping the tush push this is. It's a tight race now for for derailment of the week. It might be a co-award at this point. <laughs> it might be a co-award. Jeez. Just let me know if you need some more because I got like 12 oh, more <laughs> just oh, sitting here. For some reason, I can't tag Jake. Jake, did you block me on Twitter? Jake. Tag. Why are you the worst? Your, is your your handle just Jake NFL Draft, right? Yeah, it is. All right. So I'm just typing it in because I can't tag you, so I'm just typing it. So. All right. They uh, suspended so, me for putting out too much Keon Coleman film on the timeline, I'm sure. That's what the they, they suspended is. Ryan for all the uh, Alicia Keys <sighs> stuff he was posting on. <laughs> How dare you? I would never. All right. Here, let's see. I think I can I put this in the chat. Is this going to go out? No. This comment has I've failed to it. post the Packernet podcast. Dang it. I've seen stinks. It's oh man. I think we left one off there though. What's What's that? That? The <laughs> rush <thrust laughs> was it put on there? I can't believe what happened. You know what you could do. You know what you could do. 
but we could do it. like a um a bracket. Oh, <laughs> we could do a bracket. This is the best March Madness bracket of all. You know time. what I'm saying? We do a March Madness bracket this with is the best all one. this nonsense because I this got a is, bunch of. You know what's going to be? It doesn't though. matter. It's fun. You know what's th- going This on. is for the good of football. We need this to get really big because none of us yes. want to keep saying tush push. No, it's the dumbest so, thing ever. Yes, the exposure is going to be good for Packernet <laughs> derailed, sure. But this is for the good of football. Right. It has to happen. Somebody, okay, for the good uh, of the somebody people. commented somebody on this. Somebody did comment, I can't yeah. see who it is. I'm, I'm betting it. two bucks it's Goose. It is. Ah, oh, it's not it's Goose. Not. Well, it's, uh, it's Matt. I think it's Matt's last name. I forgot. Matt, what's his name? Formerly of, uh, or maybe still with, uh, Packers by the Borders. Oh, yeah. Love Matt. He said Rambum. Rambum. Yeah. That's a thing. That's a good one. Jeez. Well, we oh. could, uh, we can get to work on that. That's Ryan. That's as the, uh, that could easily be. It's like everybody as, at the end of October is doing the candy brackets. Like, what's your favorite candy? It's like, no, 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 no. This no, is no. a significantly better that's, bracket. That's very tired. We've done that. We know everybody. Everybody's got their taste. We need well yeah, fresh well, ones. Here the, it is. Are you the badonkadonk bulldozer? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, are you able to grab that that uh, link that I put in the private chat, and then like as the stream host, can you post it so that our Viewers you can want me to post it where in our in the chat for because I can't yeah oh, oh, yeah for oh. you for you because it because it just thinks that I'm like a spam because I'm oh not yeah because you're putting links in yeah that's, exactly that makes sense golly hey it went we out go. to Facebook too so that's perfect sweet oh, all right people check that out um put your submissions vote share it. Yep. And um hey make sure you check back because there's gonna be more to vote on. Curb Street in there, you know? Paul Feinbaum, whoever you need to. <laughs> the fanny pack attack, Ian Junk Rick. Launcher, See, Trunk Cluster. The fanny pack attack, that's pretty that if Green Bay, if it yep. originated there, that would right. be pretty good. The Heine Heave. <laughs> heave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sure. It almost so, feels it almost feels wrong to, to like pick the game after this. South Pole Storm, backseat driver, touchdown tushy, hammer slam hammer, patootie pound, <laughs> patootie pound, <laughs> <laughs> the duff dash. Uh, yeah, it it feels very wrong to no. It almost feels wrong to pick the game after this. <laughs> Going back to pick the game? I don't know, man. Packernet derailed is becoming. You can't get the train back on track. Packernet so shot. You can't not. Uh, yeah, this is this is derailed after. Yeah, <laughs> this is the midnight train. All right, like it's, it is. Damn you, it, Jay. <laughs> uh, killed me. <laughs> bumper, bumper. Oh, oh geez. All right, add it. We gotta, so, yeah, we gotta yeah, go it. through this. Just go through the chat here because yeah, we got some we good gotta ones and the we gotta, here. yeah. Yeah, we got it. There's there's work to be done on this. I can yep. I can add a second bracket in here if we yeah. want. Just do a thread. Yeah. So let's see. We got uh, bumper pumper is one of them, right? <laughs> yep. Sure is. That's my fine. That's a final four <laughs> pick. I'm picking them to go what, final. What four. else are we, we doing? We got here. rump bump. The <laughs> <laughs> backdoor blast. <laughs> see. See, I don't even understand okay. what your other comment even means. This isn't supposed uh, to be a contest for NSFW, okay? That's not what this is. This isn't this isn't necessarily that. 
Goose put okay, Goose, you're coming on Twitter too. What are we doing? What are we doing? Listen, oh, there, there is no, you can't. What are we doing? Oh, jeez. See, there, there's, don't there's put this comment on there either. And then there's don't just put this comment on. Then there's just you know, don't do X-rated content, Goose. Goose, this latest comment. By the way, we don't need to know anymore. what your search history looks like, bro. Just keep that to yourself. Jeez. <laughs> don't put the latest comment on. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Leave All it right. there. Packers versus Broncos. The Packers are currently one. <laughs> We're actually doing this. Favorites. All right. <laughs> Segway. Oh, this on is great. DraftKings. Oh man, I can't take it. Jeez. I I will. <clears throat> I will just say. Um, I think I'm taking the Broncos to win. Oh, and that's that's, the, that's a little man. That's a we've gone really low. We've taken a dive from this last 15 <laughs> minutes there, picking the Broncos. But I I think the Broncos are better than the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't beat the Packers. The Packers beat themselves, and I just haven't seen anything since week uh, two, I guess week three since week three from the Packers to make me think that they are going to get out of their own way. So, you know, I'm, I am not hating on the Packers. Uh, you don't have to call me a doubter. Um, but I, I, I need to see that the Packers believe in themselves. And right now I don't get that vibe from the coaches, from the players. Um, I think this is going to be a very low scoring game. Um, if we get the same version of the Packers that we have had, you know, since Detroit, the, uh, I, I just, they have the talent, but I don't see that they believe in themselves and I don't see that they are, um, motivated to go out there and play four quarters of football. So once I see that they believe in themselves and see that they're actually putting that talent to use, at that point, I'm going to start picking the Packers to win again because they are, I think, clearly one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. They are playing like garbage, and um, yeah, I'm 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 not putting my money on the Packers until the Packers start believing in themselves. And you know, you got um, Jair speaking for the defense. They clearly don't believe in the offense. Um, Matt Lafleur talking about that. What he wants to see the most against the Broncos is, you know, these young players going out there and putting in the effort and not just going through the motions. Um, you know, uh, he talked about like, well, I just want to see that they care, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, extremely talented roster. And until they climb down out of this headspace and just go out there and execute and do their job and, play four quarters of football, <clears throat> they're not going to win a lot of games. So, um, but there's, I, I don't think that there's any part of the roster anywhere that you could point to and say that there should be a lack of talent holding them back. All right. I like AJ Dillon. We all liked our offensive line three weeks ago. Um, you know, you looking at like the guys that we have and like, Hey, listen, you're not going to have Bakhtiari. I don't think many of us would have been that concerned. Hey, uh, you know, we don't really believe in our safeties. Guess what? Rudy Ford's playing out of his mind. Like we got yeah. guys. The one position they, we were really, really concerned right. about isn't a problem right now. Right. Crazy. 
Yeah, and the the positions that are executing the worst, besides like the obvious of like tight end, like hey, listen, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Nobody thought tight end was going to be a success this year because it takes like two or three years for tight ends to figure it out, and we have all rookies. Shocker that that didn't work out. Um, but like that's it. Roster, the the places that are like underperforming the most are the places where we have the most talent and the most quote unquote superstars. Like, I'm sorry, like, I shouldn't feel um, more safe when you're targeting Rasul Douglas than I do when you're targeting Jair. You know? So, it's fair. If Jair wants to uh, play like Jair, then I think that's going to make a big difference for the team. The over and under is set at 45 points. No way. I think I'll take the under. <laughs> no way. <laughs> How have they done that? <laughs> have they watched the games? <laughs> well, okay. No, I'm just scared. Keep in mind, the Broncos did cough up 70 to the, this to is the true. Uh, Dolphins, and then they coughed up like 38 or something to the the Bears. I forget how many points. How many points did the Bears 20, score against 28? the Broncos? 28? 20, 20, 28? 31-28 they lose? It's wild that like, we saw... The Bears put up 28 points, and we were like, wow, that's a lot of points. 28? <laughs> Dang, yeah. son. Yeah. No. Like like 27 is, like, the, the cutoff between, like, yeah. oh, yeah, he actually did something. I'm like, all right, well, good thing you have a defense. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, I feel like the the record overall Green Bay's against Wilson has been pretty good, at least performance-wise. I know, obviously, there's the – at least in my opinion, the worst, the, the toughest loss to take ever, um, is in that. That was a game where they chased, right? They, they blew them out once and I think it was the run the table, right? They blew them out and then it's just like, you know, just, just, just ran them over. Wilson struggled in Lambo. Obviously this isn't in Lambo. I don't know. Right. Something about this to me, Wilson just, I, I feel like it's going to be just an absolute pillow fight. <laughs> of the mightiest um, proportions in this game, I'm gonna take Green Bay. You say it was I'm gonna mightiest, take them. The mightiest pillow fight. Yeah, it's gonna be it's an epic pillow fight. This to be an epic pillow fight. This game, I'm gonna take Green Bay on a last second Anders Carlson game winning field goal. That's what I'm about there to do. Go. That's what I'm doing. Uh, score TV. Oh. If so. That- when when what? Dan Carlson missed the kick and then like the camera immediately cut to like the Carlson family and there's this little girl just like weeping like holding on to you know uh, her dad or grandparents just weeping like no he isn't and I was like oh man like just you know some niece like oh you know Uncle Dan missed a kick or something I don't know I I was loving the like you know brother versus brother kicker thing in that, that game was cool oh I was having a blast with that and then uh, that was cool. the fact that our guy outperformed, you know, <laughs> one of the best place kickers in the NFL. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. It might be a long one, too, you know. It might be like everybody's nervous as heck. But, you know, where we are, we're a mile high. And and I, there's just something about this where it, it feels like a game where it's just like, man, there's just nothing going right. The defense is playing fine. The offense just, you know, they did a couple things. They did something nice early. They did something nice. They had like two drives where they looked good. And then they win at 17-16 on a long field goal. And they just they find a way to get it done. It will not be pretty, but that's that's where I'm going to go, I think, 17-16. So uh, ESPN has this to say. 
Uh, oh, dang, just reloaded. Here we go. Oh, dang it. Where'd it go? Ah, I hate this. Anyways, at one point they had this show that, uh, Mile High Stadium, because of the higher altitude, that you have like more long kicks in that stadium than anywhere else. And that, uh, like last year, of the Broncos opponents had like 55 yard plus game winning field goals at mile high. So I actually really like that prediction back to the well. It's worked. <laughs> you know, this is honestly the best way to use honors too. Like don't, you know, we don't want touchdowns or short field goals, you know, like the extra <laughs> points and, and field short field goals. But if we're booming 50 to 60 yard, you know, in that range, field goals all day. Yeah, baby. That's his game. Yeah. No, I, once, we, I am, once we get in field goal range of a 55 yard or just, just <laughs> kick it. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was of that. That I, I don't remember how far it was the Atlanta first drive. I can't remember off the top of my head how far it was. I want to say, I want to say it was going to be a 53 yarder. Okay. Let it loose. What's punting going to get you at this point? <laughs> let's let's see what he's got. You know what? We ragged on him all off season. Like, how have they have done this? This is practice looks terrible. This preseason looks terrible. Hey, hey he's not shown me. Up. Not me. And he's shown up. And you know what? I'll credit to him for showing up like this. <laughs> so I believe. Matt, believe in him. If you got, you know, a 55-yarder in this one, believe. It's all Ryan, did, did, you ever, did you ever play my uh, call on Packer After Dark? I said like a week ago about uh, just having Andres be our entire offense. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. It's like uh, let's just let's just try for a uh, you know record-setting field goal on first down every time. He's, like this, he's one of our best players right now. So yeah. Rudy Ford and our freaking kicker. So there you go. Who'd have thought? As everybody expected. <laughs> We always know what's going on. And uh and Rashid Walker. <laughs> yeah. We definitely know things. That's that's why we exist. That's that's our we're like freaking weathermen. I don't know I don't know what the point is. Yep. <laughs> so we make predictions so G- and then we look stupid and then we just yep. keep acting like experts. Yep. That, that's what like uh Coward and all the other I mean, right. like that is the formula. Right. Uh, Jake, so you are, you said, uh, 17, 16. Yeah. So you're, you're taking the Packers to win, but not cover. It's a one and a half yep. point spread. Yep. That's what I'm doing. And you the are least smashing probable. the under. You're smashing the under. You got, what is that? 30, 33 <laughs> points. Yep. So that is 12 points below. Listen, under. there has been very few games this year where I go, oh yeah, you know what? And maybe I, hey, Maybe I'm stupid. I, mean, I probably <laughs> am stupid. That's not a maybe. But I know I know. last night I was like, well, this is a great recipe for a game to go over because everybody thinks that Lawrence can't move, right? Like, they, oh, Jaguars are playing defense. Like, oh. Didn't they go over? Oh, Didn't yeah. Over? Oh, yeah. Yeah. By a ton. It made sense because every – but I feel like, like this year so far, it's like offensive play, not great. Quarterback play. Oh, it's extremely week to week, even for the best of the best. So it's like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm, I'm just be like, Oh, they put up 48 in this game. Ah, maybe they do. Maybe the defenses are just that bad. 
I don't think Green Bay's is that bad against Russ, especially uh, against a, a Peyton offense that, I mean, I don't know. What, what are they right now? Like, Russ is not making good decisions at all. He's late, as he often, I think, was at Seattle, but he got away with it at Seattle. Right, he can't get away yeah, with it anymore. Uh, Russell Wilson's last good year was 2020. Yeah, he was a he was an MVP front runner for the longest time. Had like one bad game late in the season, and um, Aaron Rodgers caught up to him and, and never looked back. Yep. And Russell Wilson has never been good since then. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's I, I don't uh, it it should be it should be teeing off season on on McGlinchey. Uh, like it should be. Pass rushers on that side should be getting home a, a decent amount in this game. I just don't think that, and all the Jerry Judy stuff. Like I just don't think this offense to me is something where I'm like, I, I just don't like. I don't think there's a lot of. They're not connect. There's not a lot of rhythm and connection with either of these offenses to give to to make me think. <laughs> oh yeah, we you know we're this is a game where they can take advantage of the defenses they're playing against. I just, I, I don't see it right now. AJJ in the chats, not the JJ, your host said, the thing about picking this game to go under is that both defenses lack assignment consistency and both teams do have some heavy speed at the skill positions. Could be some big plays to score. I, you know, I have never, like even before they kind of had somewhat of a fire sale uh, two years ago, I've never liked Anything about Denver's offense, like ever? I don't. I don't love their receivers. I really don't. They don't get Mims out there enough. First of all, like, do they know he's on the team? I mean, I, like, oh, we got them in there for one snap. On yeah, he gets in there and he's like, he's got like at one point he had like eighteen yards for route run. It was like a stupid number because they're just not putting him out there. And it's like, oh, there's one deep ball game that goes to him. So I get that, but also. The offenses lack assignment consistency as well. So, like I said, epic pillow fight incoming. It's just how it is. It's gonna be both teams be like, can we just make one thing happen? Let's go one. They're they're not they're they have zero right now. We just need one, and it's like it's gonna be that the whole way. Uh, Ryan, you want to give your uh, prediction here? My official is twenty five twenty four Packers, but um. I hate that, and I feel like my gut tells me something closer to what Jake has just because the Packers' defense has been good enough to at least – I mean, offenses are scoring, what, 17 points a game, and that's about what the Packers are doing. So, I mean, if that's what the I, – I feel like the Packers are a completely middle-of-the-road defense that's going to be able to play down to the competition, and it's pretty low competition. So – I would almost be surprised if they got to 24, and I have no way in the world of understanding unless the Packers completely fix everything and get back to how they were early, how they get to 25, even against the supposedly horrific defense, which I think is an overblown narrative. Um, but I'm going to stick with that, 25-24, because it's much more positive than just saying, I don't know, I don't feel like the Packers are going to score 10 points. <laughs> for, uh, for what it's worth here... Our little prediction machine says 29.5 Green Bay, 21.9 Denver. Switch it to home and away for the points. 
25. Wow. Holy crap. 25, 24. There you go. Yeah. And, and I think this is a game where that does really matter. We were just talking about the mile high thing. Yeah. Yep. That's where I got it from. 25, 24. <laughs> so who's. <sighs> yeah, it's rough. And I only switched it because uh, that felt more right to me <laughs> than saying 29 to whatever. It's I like point, 29, 21.7 difference. 24.9, yep. 24.2. Yep. Interesting. So if you, if you, if you, if you call last that three games though, last three games instead of uh, home and away, which you get the, the three worst games from the Packers. Right. It's 29, 20. It's actually a bigger gap. Right. That's how much Denver sucks. <laughs> I don't know what happened uh, what uh, a week ago. I don't I don't know. 19 what, days was Vegas? so weird. No, the, the the Thursday game where the Chiefs looked just like they Oh yeah. It was like who is this team that wore these uh, red jerseys today? I don't know who I mean they've looked kind of sickly all year. I don't know. They just don't seem they, like themselves. Yeah, they don't they don't but like it's also Denver. Like I don't know yeah. how you put up 19 when Chicago's putting up 28. Miami put up 70. I mean, like, don't don't forget it's a division rival game. They're always freaking weird. It is. Um, it's a Thursday night game. Those are also always it's, weird. It's true. And Chiefs have not really looked like the Chiefs this year. The, right. the Chiefs this year feel like uh, the Seahawks when we all still had to like pretend they were good, but they <laughs> weren't like playing good. But we were, we were all just like, listen. I'm not going to come out and say that the Seahawks suck because everybody's going to laugh at me. And then, like, you know they're going to start playing well, and I'm going to look like an idiot. Right. But then, like, they just never felt the same. Like, they were playing really well, but they always felt, like, soft. Like, they had a nice, uh, you know, vulnerable, squishy belly that you could just, like, poke at the whole game. (laughs) That's how the Chiefs are playing right now. I think a lot of that comes from, I think, the, the defense kind of feels that way. Do they feel yeah. 2019 Packers a little bit? Or it's like, wow, the defense is actually looks better than I thought, and the offense just it looks weird. It looks like it's not in sync. Like there's something, and like they'll have their big, you know, big game here and there, right? Like we're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's them, and it just feels like hmm, there's just there's something that feels a little off. AJJ says Legion of Fluff. I think I say Legion of Floof, so it still rhymes. <laughs> I remember two years ago, I think, you had Tyreek and Mikkel Hardman and then, like, some other guy, like, uh, not Denard Robinson, something, Dimitri. What was the third guy who was there who sucked? Anyways, and they started calling themselves. Yeah, their third receiver. Not Demarcus Robinson? Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. Legion of Zoom? Yeah, they they called themselves (laughs) Legion of Zoom. You can't take that. Miami is the Legion of Zoom. Oh, yeah. Well, now, but like yeah. Tyreek, I know Tyreek kind Miami. of elevated, yeah. No, but I'm Tyreek. saying, no, I know, I know. What you're Legion just wherever Tyreek is is the Legion exactly. of Zoom. <laughs> is he the fastest player on that team? I don't know. They got uh, what's the Jim which Waddle. what's the running back? Oh, Mostert, Mostert and H Mostert are yeah. fast. Yeah, they Mostert are. Mostert is stupid fast. So, but see. Article from Pro Football Network. 
ranking the 11 fastest. No, I don't want this. Uh, NFL players in 2023. <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Oh, come on. Ads. They well, did have the top speeds where it was like all dolphins yeah. and then Aaron Jones was in there on that yeah. one play, which was, which was cool. Like when he pulled his hammy two. on. So it was either one, that or the Tyreek screen yeah. that they threw back to him. I don't know which play it was, but yeah, it's, it was definitely week one. Number two, Kalen Barnes, Vikings cornerback. I, Kalen Barnes is not a player who's on my radar. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that I is. Probably should. Is he even on the Vikings radar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Number four, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he's, Brown. yeah. Yeah, I always get yeah. him and uh, Hollywood Brown mixed up. That's fair. The only two Marquises I know. Uh, Tariq Woolen, cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. That's yeah, pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, kick returner for the Dallas Cowboys, Cavante Turpin. Yep. Yeah. You can tell I haven't watched any Cowboys games this year because I've never heard of this guy. I'm sure they've been. Knows exactly I think they've they've had him out on offense too. They've kind of done the Nixon thing that we were talking about earlier. They feel like, ah, right, we can get this guy on offense, do a couple things. Then you got uh, number seven, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt for the New York Giants. And I, I just had to mention him because the the lead-in on his little thing is great. It says Jalen Hyatt ran the most disappointing 440 in the history of the NFL <laughs> That's Combine. That's true. Who? I mean, it's, just, it's like poetry because when he ran that 4.40, we were all like, oh, what? That's all? <laughs> like that stinks. How you could you seen, do that? We saw his play speed at Tennessee, and you're like, "Dang!" I feel like I feel like he might have been, like, he might have been able to put all the pads on and still run that four four, and then people be like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> he did that with the pads on." I see. He had, he had to have eaten like a bad clam for breakfast or something that day. Here you go, coming in at number yeah, eight. Some people Christian just run that as well, right? Boom. There you go. We got one. Watson's speed is as dangerous as any player in the league when running across the field. The way he leaves defensive backs grasping for straws as he runs past and away from them can be comical if you're a Packers fan. Watson is. isn't a great receiver yet, but he and the coaching staff have already found a way to weaponize his pure speed, which is how he's winning and producing so well despite his current form. Yeah. I don't know that I agree with that last sentence. They have to do it like that. Well, they figured out much yet. <laughs> Then you got Jalen Waddle, number nine, and DK Metcalf, number ten. Speedy. Forgot that he ran a four three three. Yeah, he was two hundred and thirty pounds. I mean, you'll never forget the chase down that he had. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is as a no. as a very public Buda Baker Buda Baker hater. I've always enjoyed that play. That was sick. But... <laughs> It is one of those things that you look back on and you're like, how did everybody miss it? And he's he's one of those guys that you know, like if he hits, everybody's going to look back and say everybody was an idiot for not picking up DK Metcalf, and he did hit. He was got to be. He was the only wide receiver I liked in that entire draft class. Yeah. I I I never liked Debo. I still don't. <laughs> I never. I didn't like AJ Brown, but obviously he's a freak. Um, I didn't like. Oh, who is the Idiot that the Patriots Patriots grabbed. Oh, is it Harry? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I think that's the best I've ever done with receiver rankings. Was that draft? Would you have? It was for me. It was DK Debo Brown one two three. McLaurin was five. 
I like Campbell outside the top 12. Not to toot my, I'm not trying to, which, but like Campbell, dude, Paris Campbell was in that draft. Oh yeah. Everybody loved him. I forgot about Paris. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was very, everybody I loved I him. him. I don't know. Because he, I mean, he had a lot of I mean, speed, which is, I remember. Which was, he was an age back know. in college though. He was not a receiver. He ran, he ran goes and, and drags. That's what they ran a lot, which was, again, that's, they ripped, you know, Michigan to shreds doing that a lot of the time, right? He was, he was doing a lot of that. I did not like Nikhil Harry either. Um, I did like Akeem Butler, but I feel like a lot of people did as well. He was up there for a I lot did of, like Akeem Butler. He was up there for a lot of people, so I think he was four, and I think I had Marquise at six, but that was probably the best I've done. And that that was just, just, just the strangest thing. It was like people realized after that draft, I feel like it was like, well, we better start taking these guys in round one. Got to have five years of control on a, a Metcalf who goes 64th. Like, this right. can't happen again. We can't do this. <laughs> well, the uh, – so – this is calling up, conjuring up some some memories, and I remember that like wide receiver was not really on our radar for the 2019 draft. Oh no, no, don't much. bring it up, don't bring it up, don't bring it up, don't do it. No, don't I do the, what I'm about to bring it up, I guarantee is not on your radar, because I'm going to be lucky if you can even relate to what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, 2019, like as we're heading into the season, and like the first few games, so it's Devonte and Geronimo. And oh, yeah. MVS. And then you also had um the guy Jamon. We had Jamon, but I think he didn't actually make the final fifty three. I think he got cut over the summer. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> and and we're watching and like the narrative is like that this is a rebuilding year. We didn't know we were gonna go thirteen and three. And uh we start getting progressively more and more banged up. So Devontae gets turf toe in week four against the Eagles. Carson Wentz has like the last good game of his career against us. Then week five, it's the Aaron Jones game against the Cowboys where he waves bye-bye at uh, late Van Der Esch. That was sweet. Week six is that Lions game where um, it was the, the, the game where uh, Trey Flowers – Kept getting called for hands to the face. And this was like the game that like Al Mazard emerges. Yep. And, and I think this is where the, the wide receiver desperation was born and like has never really died off since was that Devante had gone down with the turf toe and it felt like nobody really stepped up and like he had Al Mazard kind of stepped up, but like MVS. Mm-hmm. And Geronimo were doing like nothing. Yeah. So week seven rolls around and it's the Oakland Raiders. And we game. have nobody because Geronimo is hurt. MVS is hurt. Al Lazard is still kind of an unknown at this point, And Devante is out. Yep. And I, I remember talking to people that week. And for some reason, we as a fan base had become convinced of something. And, and it was that, the the trade deadline was coming up in just another week or two. Oh, and we had become convinced crazy. that if the Packers played well against the Raiders, oh, that yeah. this was going to show Gutekunst that he needed to go all in this year because it was not a rebuilding year, which I think that that actually kind of aged well. Like it clearly wasn't a rebuilding year. Like we went 13-3. and three. And and I think that you know the the game that we had against the Raiders 
Rodgers has a perfect passer rating. Nice. We hang like 40 points. I think like 38 points on the Raiders. I think it was 42. I think it was 42-24 or something, yeah. And See, we through were, that ridiculous throw to Jones, Jones, I think, had to make that really quick adjustment to the other shoulder. That was sweet. MVS took that short little out route all the way. Up a sideline, like 60 yards. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we were, like, as a fan base, we were all convinced that if the Packers played well in that game, that Gutekunst was going to push his, all his chips in, and that meant he was going to go trade for a wide receiver, too. And I, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Of like, I don't know, man. It's it's on the one hand, it's like a little weird that he didn't do that, because like even how that game went, it still was kind of clear that like those guys weren't really the answer. But also, it wasn't like he was he was right because that wasn't what we needed. But also, I don't know. Yeah. I go back and forth on it. And wide receiver two was sitting there in the third round. But, you know, <laughs> you know, that's neither. That's, we've moved I, past it, right? Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, it's been so many, uh, so many years of wide receiver drafts now. I actually don't know which guy you're referring to. Sternberger over McLaurin. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. But, you know, anyway. <laughs> HJJ coming that in clutch there on story time. If we had drafted him, he was going to yep. suck. Appreciate JJJ. Oh, that's true. You know what? We could we would have derailed McLaurin's career if we picked him. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that's that. That's true. I didn't think about that. And Jace would be out there just tearing it up. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Hey, come on. He's been like super duper good in the USFL or whatever. <laughs> Trey McLaurin, that big contract. You're welcome. Yep. AJJ he with a yeah. super chat, five dollars. He says that. 466 in the JJ pay counters. Look, guy sad. Thank you, AJJ. We got me back up to 6.33. Appreciate you looking out for a fellow JJ. <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is a, a football or a Packers thing that has been on your mind recently? I mean, I know that you do two podcasts a day, so you have plenty of opportunity to dump this stuff out, but what's been, what's been on your mind recently? Well, I mean, honestly, the um, the message that you sent me is kind of what's been on my mind the last couple of hours because I think you're right, and I don't exactly know what to do with it, but that's kind of what's been, you know, I, I the, the bottom line is, like, this is kind of uncharted territory. You know, usually being a Packers podcaster is we celebrate all the time. Like, dude, we're freaking dominant. We kick the crap out of them. Also, the Bears suck and the Vikings suck and the Lions <laughs> suck. They might yeah. beat us, but they still suck. So it is kind of a, an element of how do you navigate being a podcaster or creator of a bad team? And that's not to say they can't turn things around either this year or very quickly, but it still is a useful skill to try to develop, even, even if you're not a content creator as a fan. I mean, do you yeah. want to just be miserable all the time? Or, you know, is there a way to, you know, be honest and um, to – correctly assess the situation but not just sit here and you know circle jerk around about everything we hate hate this hate this hate this suck 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 fire 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 um you know it's like okay we we've said that we've kind of here's what we said here's what we think what do we do though you know what do we do all day every day as packer fans that isn't just 
you know, constantly saying the same negative thing over and over again? I don't exactly know the answer, but there is an answer, and i um, interested to figure out exactly what that is. The joy of football. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be fun. Kind of, kind of. I, I, I think that, um, and it's been a thing for me both in uh, college football and the NFL. You know, I'm, I'm a Buckeye fan, and I live in Michigan, and so I am just elite combo. constantly in. What's that? <laughs> An elite combo. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, it kind of sucks. It's got to be fun. I mean, it kind of sucks because I'm surrounded by Lions fans and I, yeah. and Michigan fans all the time. And like, you know, I'm, trash talk is not really my thing. Um, I, I don't get a lot of satisfaction out of trash talk. I, don't, I really don't engage in trash talk very much. People who just see me going after the Bears on Twitter would disagree with that. But in real life, I'm, I'm not a trash talker. Like, you know, I'm hanging out with my buddies. If their team sucks... I really don't like rub their face in it at all. You know, that's, that's not what I'm about. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've been, I've been struggling a bit recently with like trying to enjoy the good things about the Packers and also like trying to enjoy like as a fan of a, of a big team like Ohio state who have national championship aspirations every year, like, you, you get into this headspace where like, Hey, you win by 25 and, and then like, you can't be happy. So you should have won by more or like, Hey, you know, okay. You won by 25 against this uh middling big 10 team, but would that beat Georgia? And, and, and a lot of that comes from like other, uh, you know, rival teams, you know, looking for something to, to poke you about. And it's like not really a way to live. It's not really a way to be a football. Like, no, no, your team is never going to be perfect every week. Even look at the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs have gone to what, like four of the last five Super Bowls or something. And, you know, they're kind of playing down a little bit this year. And like, are Chiefs fans supposed to be like upset? that they won a close game over Bron- over the Denver Broncos. Come on. And and I, you know I'm looking at, at the Packers like no, they're playing crappy football right now. And that's on them. You know, it's it, it, it's one thing when you watch a team that doesn't have a lot of talent and they're putting it all out there and and playing hard. And like it's I think it's still easy to be excited about that. Like hey, we're losing a lot but you can see these areas where these guys are playing above their, their ability, or you can see like growth and like that is really easy to root for and be excited about. And you don't really have that right with Packers because you're seeing a very talented roster go out there and look like they're not trying. They don't know how to play football guys who are super stars who have, you know, been pro bowlers going out there and like, Oh, I don't know how to tackle a running back. And it's frustrating. And my place as a content creator is not to feed the negativity. All right. The the team is creating enough negativity right now. My place as a content creator should be to help people process these emotions that they have and the frustration that they have, talk through some of this stuff and help keep it in perspective. 
And so, you know, we got a lot of friends who are content creators. First of all, we get the whole Packernet podcast network, a bunch of fantastic, talented, um, people with great shows. And, you know, we're, um, friends with guys like Matt Ramage, who Matt Ramage just keeps churning out fantastic content all the time. Like that, that dude does not know how to have a bad day. <laughs> is is his public persona. Yeah. I'm sure if you talk to him and he's like being real, like I'm sure he has plenty of bad days, but like he does a really good job of like still keeping it fun and and just rolling with the punches. And I want to be more like Matt. And um and and I'm I'm really hopeful that we can inspire other people. The people listening to this your friends, other podcasters and to look inwards at ourselves because like hey the team has some stuff that we need to fix about the team but as a fan base I think there's a lot that we need to fix about the fan base you know like we're the ones out here booing our own team when they're not doing well selling tickets sit down uh, picking fights with other Packers fans griping all the time um, whining about Gutekunst to Mark Murphy and Matt LaFleur and, and Joe Barry. And, and like a lot of these individual incidents, you can like justify like, Hey, look, you know, Joe Barry probably shouldn't have this job. Okay. But it's a pattern. It's not an, it's not an isolated justifiable incident. It's this is how we fan is constantly crapping on our own team. Trashing players, you know. Oh, we got to cut AJ Dillon. Why? Well, because uh, you know he falls down. Like, dude. <laughs> That's good. There Imagine go. saying that to That's Ben Sermon's the running back coach. Like, I love that. He would look at you that. like you're the biggest idiot on the planet. And guess what? <laughs> you probably are. Yeah. Is it frustrating <laughs> when he like trips and? Sure. But you know what? You're missing all the plays where he runs for eight or 12 yards. And like, it's a cool play. You know why? It's because you're still whining and crying about two plays ago. He tripped and only gained a yard or got hit at the line of scrimmage and went down. So I just, I want us to look inward as a fan base and start building each other up and thinking about how we can, this chat is distracting. How we can, um, Change, change, um, our fan habits. Cause, cause I am, I am certainly, you know, one of the worst offenders in this area. You know, I was talking about Jair earlier with the fact that like, Hey, he's taking shots at our offense and like, dude, you know, can you learn how to, uh, cover a guy again? But like, I don't know how we as content creators are not taking that incident and having fun with it, like we did earlier in the show, where we're talking about creating a role for him, for him on offense. Like, dude, you have you have a a former Pro Bowler. I think he's been All Pro before. I can't remember, but former Pro Bowler, really talented, big name, cocky cornerback on your team, talking about like, hey, you know what? I'm going to come play offense for you guys because you can't play offense. Like, dude, we should be making memes about that. We should be having fun with that. Like, it is a fun thing, and. Yeah. none of us are conditioned to view it as a fun thing the first time we see it. Like we all look at it and we're like, you friggin' jerk. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I remember this embarrassing play where you got cooked. Like, come on. Like it's a, it's, it's a, 
it's a way of thinking and it's, it's mental habits that, uh, I, I don't like in myself. And I imagine a lot of us, as we reflect on it, probably feel a similar way. Pitchforks come out real fast. I mean, yep. a, any little incident, like you said, with the AJ Dillon tripping thing and he's got to get cut. You know, I, you know, I, I know you're on a similar page, JJ, but with, uh, Josh Myers. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. wanted that guy. I mean, he before the season even started and he did anything wrong, everybody wanted him gone. And that was similar to, like, the opposite of Billy Turner, where it was like I was trying as hard as I could to convince people that he he really had a good year last year. Nobody would believe it. Like, no, he's trash, he's garbage. And now he's not playing very well, fair enough. But it's just weird that it just do anyone that, you know, Matt LaFleur, he, he, everybody wants him fired because of the play calling. Nobody knows what the play calling was. Nobody watched. Nobody saw. They 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 just saw that the offense didn't work, and they're like, "Oh, he's a bad play caller." We're like, well, what did he call? What was the play? What didn't work? Was it bad route running? Was it good route running? Was it a bad concept against a good defensive? Like, did they have no idea? And again, I went back and watched it, and I see guys open all over the place, and I say it for two weeks straight, and still everybody wants Matt Lafleur fired, and it's like I I don't know, I don't know what else to say other than, I mean, I I just it's just again it's just this immediate. Like it, it feels like maybe he might have called bad plays because the offense didn't work, so he probably should be fired. Like that's such a wrong way to do things. Like don't call for somebody's job if you have no idea what the situation is. Um, I mean, if you really yeah. invest, I mean, I, I didn't even do a close enough job, but I just looked, did a cursory look and said, no, a lot of guys are open. I'm not going to call for his job. Um, you know, but I mean, I think there should be a lot more investigation into the situation before we and, and, and more than one game on top of that it's not just well this one game was bad he should be fired like what it, again week one and two he was being called an offensive guru for what he was doing for jordan love and setting him up with all these guys open and, mm-hmm. and making it easy for him film breakdown guys saying matt lafleur is just a genius doing great stuff now you got kurt bankard out there trashing the guy so everybody thinks he's bad and he's got to go which by the way i know we're trying to be positive but kurt bankard annoys the living crap out of me. I know everybody loves him. I can't stand honest, the guy. I, I blocked him a year ago. I can't. He's so obnoxious, and everybody's like, he's the greatest thing. I-. No, he's obnoxious. I don't like the guy at all. He's, he's, uh, we uh, think Kurt he's Banker. Kurt. We think Kurt Bankard is Kurt Warner. No kidding. For some reason. What is this? The guy's like a fourth-string quarterback Jeez, that plays bro. Madden. Like, <laughs> he gives bro. a crap what he thinks. And he's out there oh, whining. Did you see? I know man. you blocked him. Did you see he was whining about his personality? Mm-mm. He he said he thinks he got cut by Matt Lafleur because Matt Lafleur didn't like his personality. It wasn't because of his play. If it was, he if that was the case, like why is he, he should be on like on teams? Right he now, should be on teams. That's right. The thing. Well, that's the thing. Want, like, yeah, he started it off by talking about like the 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 play calling is stale. So I was like, okay, maybe I don't know. Like you know, the the league is caught up. I mean, that's possible. I don't really know. But then he goes on whining about. Like he, 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 their personalities didn't mesh and like Matt and he, like, like Matt didn't really like him. Like he spoke up and it wasn't, he, he, Matt didn't like that he was speaking up in meetings. He probably just talked like he does on Twitter. Like, Hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Right. Exactly. And, and and it wasn't appreciated. It wasn't that much either. It wasn't appreciated. And then he, he goes on whining about how he thinks he got cut because Matt didn't like him and it wasn't. His play, it's like, no, dude, it's your play. That's why you're not on a team right now. So I don't know why he's worshipped in it's, Packers circles, but it annoys me. This it's is a all. very niche com- niche comparison, but, like, I will say, like, right now, Illinois, their basketball coach 
has a way he does things and they bring in some top recruits and they don't mesh. It's like, oh, they just leave, right? Like, it's not like, oh my gosh, we have to tear each other a new one because it didn't work for this coach and one of these top recruits. Like, it just, sometimes it doesn't work, but like to go on and like, no, keep professing like this is why I didn't like it's just oh man. I, yeah, I don't I don't did not like that at all. But what are you gonna do? Uh I, I do think it's um well I will say, you know, it's I don't know if it was my turn. all I was thinking about earlier before, you know, the kind of the long rants, I was thinking about how JC Latham was gonna do against a premier sophomore edge rusher from Tennessee tomorrow. <laughs> I will say that's that's what I was thinking about and how like Fashan is gonna look against uh Tui Maloa and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I think like we can study all we want. Like if we're not in the room, we're not like truly ball knowers. Like that's just the case. Like we can say what we see. And like, you know, sometimes, yeah, that'll, it'll, it'll make sense. And like, yeah, you can look and, and see a few things, but like until you're in the room, you're not fully like, well, like we talked about earlier, like we can look absolutely stupid sometimes. That's, that's how that's, that's how this goes. Like we're not in the mm-hmm. rooms, right? Like that's why, you know, you see in the draft, there's guys that go in the fourth mm-hmm. that everybody has in the first. We're not in the rooms. Like we don't know half the stuff. Like we can only go off what we, you know, sort of know, right? Like I think. Getting back to the ball enjoyer part of the the equation here is, I, I think, the way to go. Like, like, come on, like we're talking about the the touch push from an hour ago. Like, just <laughs> enjoying. Like, what are we gonna call this? What are we yeah. What are we calling this new thing? Sweep in the league, you know? And it's like, oh wow, like we, I think we should be like excited that like, you know, there were a couple times where Musgrave was running in motion, like McDaniel was running Tyreek Hill. Like, there's a couple times I throughout five weeks where he's doing that. Like, that's sweet. Like, I'm just like thinking about like Watson ended up doing that, right? Like all these possibilities that are really exciting about the offense rather than like, cause like I've been trying, I've been trying to like, think about like posting a video and like, Oh, what's wrong with the offense. Do you guys want me to sit here for 30 minutes on a video and just rip apart all these plays? Like, man, this guy dropped his pez. He stinks. Why can't we put everybody execute 11 players at one time? Look at all. I've like, there's like 40 plays on here where I'm like from the games. I'm like, do people even, should this be something that, that, you know, is going to be helpful? Like to to everybody, like, and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to look at this play and I'm like, I'm sure there's a coach, you know, if a coach ever watched this, they'd be like, what is he even talking about? He doesn't know what this play is. What is this? Like, you know, so like sometimes I'm just like, well, how about I just talk about like how good Sewell's doing this year, man? Like how, how awesome it is to watch Sewell just like, Continue to be like the one of the biggest gems that Goody has found. Like just awesome Sewell. signing, right? Sewell. Yeah. Oh, Russell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sewell. Sewell. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, nicknames. You know, sort of thing. And it's like, how about Rudy Ford this Those year? Like, that's sick, right? Like this is awesome. Yeah. Like we thought safety was gonna be a problem. Rudy Ford said, "No, nah, I got you. We're good. Like let me let me take over a little bit here." Uh, which is really sweet. Like after, you know, the game he had against Dallas last year and some of the games that he played where he was like, yeah, I've kind of found my stride in this defense. That's really cool. Right? Like, you know, guess what? You're not going to – in the Preston Smith stuff, it's like, yeah, okay, you can, you know, you can be mad about it. But it's kind of hilarious to watch (laughs) when it has to happen, right? Like it's kind of like, oh, wow, look, the the offense is doing things that they should be doing, right? Like Green Bay's in a a 3-4 defense that has 270-pound edges. There are three, four defenses that have 245 pound guys who are dropping to coverage. That's why they do that drill at the combine, right? They want to see these 245 guys, you know, if they need to, 
drop into coverage. Our guys are bigger. They're, they're designed to be three down players at the line of scrimmage, right? So sometimes, oh, well, guess what? It happens. You know, it's, you know, I'm sure Devontae gave Preston a little bit of crap about that play and he enjoyed <laughs> it. Like that should be fun, right? Like that's, and the same thing with Jair. Like, do you think the offense went to him after he said that and was like, how could you say that? Shouldn't say that in this locker room and like sneer at him or something. It's like, no, let's have some fun. Let's be loose. We're for tight all the time. That's just lame. Like we're not going to have fun out there playing a game. Like this is a game. We're having it like, let's just enjoy some ball. Like well, even if you lose this week, okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe Rudy Ford has a one handed pick off of Wilson. That's like one of the coolest things you ever see. Maybe Carlson is a 62 yarder on Sunday. Like those will be so so much fun, and you know what? I get it. They, it's not fun when they when they stink. Not a lot of people, including myself, have ever experienced them being bad for for a large period of time, right? Like I I came into this world in the peak Favre years. Like that's just like I have never known like bad Packers football. It's gonna happen at some point, uh, but I hope we can like even just enjoying the game. Look to other stuff like the tush push and like what McDaniel's doing and like. Wow, Schwartz has the Browns defense like got people like just struggling to figure out what's going on in some They're games. They're crazy. Look at how Stroud's playing. That's sick. Like this is cool. Like I, uh, I'm sad that I wish Richardson was going to play this year because man, that's fun to watch. Like Witherspoon's fun to watch in Seattle. Like there's so many cool things happening in the league where, you know, it's easy to say when it, people are like, if people are just in that zone of like just Packers football, I get it. Like it's it's tougher. But like, just widen the scope a little bit. The league is just—it's so much fun, even if scoring is down. It's—it's it's just a great time. It's—it's it's awesome that we have this for for 18 weeks in the fall and winter. Jake, do you <clears throat> do you enjoy watching the 49ers play? Like, just a random team? Yeah, I love. Like, I—I've been waiting to drop a Brandon Ayuk might be the most underrated receiver in the entire league video because, like, gosh, the guy just—he's got it. Like, it is super fun. Like, I don't know how they're manufacturing stuff in San Francisco with the O-line they have. Yeah. When Trent Williams is down, I don't know how they do this. Right. Like, they have guys who are just like, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't even be able to guess who, who it is right. on the offensive line. Like, you know, the Dolphins had the no-name defense back in the day. This, this Niners team minus Trent, Rich, Trent Williams is the no-name offensive line. Like, it's, it's just wild that McCaffrey can do what he does. And they're like, it's not like McCaffrey's doing everything, right? They've got gaping holes for him. Like he's putting right. up four touchdown games. Like they're just insane. Like they don't have to throw to Kittle barely. Like Kittle's had one big game this year. That's like it's it's super fun where they go. Oh man, like you know you're gonna take this away? Okay. Just so you know, we have this guy we haven't thrown to yet. The series about to catch three touchdowns <laughs> on you. Like this is you. Wait till you see this. So yeah, I I do enjoy it. Like I am. It's it's a lot of fun. It, it is. Is there? Jake, is there is there a team in the league that like you kind of just like can't enjoy? Because like for my dad, like he will never in his life be able to enjoy anything that the Patriots ever do unless it's like an embarrassing no. loss. And then Ryan has a thing coaches. with the Chiefs right now. <laughs> he can't right. let go of the Chiefs, even though they're AFC. I can't watch the Forty ers Do you do you have a team that like sucks the joy out of football for you? I mean, I think the Patriots offense is sucking the joy out of football for everybody right now. So <laughs> I don't know if it's fair to go that Patriots direction. <laughs> That's not very fair to them, you know. Uh like, hey Bill, Bill, get a receiver who can do something. That'd be nice. It'd be sick. And oh, that's the other thing. You know, the Packers third round pick thing. If the Patriots draft a receiver, 
Yeah, not good. there's a they're not good, man. <laughs> I yeah. hate to be the bearer of bad news. No, I mean I I I think the Patriots were the closest probably, and then Tampa for about three years. There, <laughs> I did not enjoy well, that at all. So for me, like, that was that was just like a, uh, partly a Tom Brady thing, but then also oh, Tampa yeah, signed Anthony or Antonio Brown. And in Dominic and Sue. And it's like, look, you got like my three least favorite players yeah. in the NFL <laughs> yeah. on the same freaking team, of course. And then they do what they did to us. Of course I'm going to hate them. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the fan part comes back in. It can never leave. If you really, if you really like have a grip on a, like being a fan of a team, like it's always, there's always going to be some team that just drive you out of your mind. Uh, and that's fine. Like it's going to happen. Like, you know, we're, fanatics as much as we just want to shorten it to fans that's we know what we are so yeah there's going to be those games as a kid i loved the drew Brees saints uh so when the niners beat them in the playoffs a few times i was not pleased with them <laughs> uh to put it lightly right like that's you know so yeah but i think as as more time goes on and you know, number 12 for Tampa Bay and New England retired. It, it feels nice to just kind of watch, watch the league a little bit, not knowing that, like, you know, the Chiefs are the villains, but they don't bother me as much Um, just because I kind of like, you know, 15 going down there chasing 12 a little bit. That's fun. Gets Boston fans a little bit on their nerves. I like it. Uh, But, yeah, I, I, I like I'm i trying to – I'm, I'm trying to – yeah. And, like, I know some people are ticked at the Lions right now. I know they are. That's mm-hmm. fair. Like, it stinks that they've, like, figured it out a little bit. Uh, and just, I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, what if they drafted Gonzalez instead of Gibbs? Yikes. <laughs> like, oh man, like no. the defense would have some things to say, right? Like it's. What if their GM was competent? Yeah. What if their GM makes first round picks? Like that's insane. Like the thing about <laughs> their last three are, their, <laughs> running back, their last three. Backer. If you don't count, if you don't count Hutchinson, their last three are Jamison, Gibbs and, and, and Jack Campbell. Like, hello. <laughs> Whoa. What are we doing here? Uh, but like, you know, it's. I think the Lions are cool because I think a lot of people wrote off Campbell when he said the bite and kneecap thing in the press conference is like, oh, what is this meathead doing here? He can't do anything. Like, he's just, there's no way that they're going to figure it out. And it's cool that, like, you know, Goff, a player who's getting traded off a Rams team, that like, yeah, you're not good enough for us to get it done. It's cool to be like him being like, you know what? Yes, I am. And you know what? I'm going to show you. And, you know, it's cool that Amon Ra's like, yeah, I have all these guys, even though it's a little tired, like, I've got these guys who were picked in front of me. You know, it's just cool to have players who have motivation. I was gutted when that pick was not Amon Ra. Yeah, I thought it was. I was like, oh, it's the slot, right? This is it. Like, it has to be. But but I think it's – I've never – like, Travis Etienne is, like, the only – well, and Trevor Lawrence. Those two guys are the only Clemson Tigers that I've liked in the draft in, like, six years. Like since Deshaun, it was Deshaun, and then Etienne and Trevor, and yeah, I'm like, it's like not Amari. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool that there's like a little shift going on a little bit. I know it's not from a Packers perspective, but you could like five years ago if somebody goes, yeah, so you know the Jags and Lions are gonna meet in the Super Bowl. They're like, okay, okay, you're you're, fu- <laughs> you're funny. That's funny. And it's like, well, you know, if some things break a few ways, which you know you can never say never. It's like this is a just a very a very fun time, I think. 2017, I think you might have believed that because you had the Jaguars well, crazy season, yeah. and they the uh, Lions had were like just in the process of hiring Matt Patricia. That's right. <laughs> it's like, oh dang, wow! So you say this Matt Patricia hire is really going to work out, huh? Cool. Sure. <laughs> so good. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, you know, that's oh. what's nice. And I was, and I was, and I was so close with the Browns until they did what they did. Like it was cool. Like, well, I up, like I grew up in Ohio. So I've always liked the Browns. It was uh, cool when Baker got them to like the final eight. And it's like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, the Browns are in the final eight teams. I can't even believe what's going on right and now. This makes it no was easy. Um, a year and a half ago, they were opening Bud Light fridges because they won. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, there's just so much going on. That's it's really fun. <laughs> but talking about the the 2017 Jags just reminded me of uh, that clip where Corey Benke was going off about Blake Bortles. He was like comparing Justin Fields and, and Blake Bortles and he couldn't remember Blake Bortles' names. He's like watching Justin Fields, it reminds me of when the Jaguars were like really good, but they had that that guy at quarterback who I was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe he was in the NFL. What was his name? And Aaron Nagler is talking to me, he's like, talking about Blake Bortles, who like he's yeah. has been a Packer for a while. Yeah. Oh, hate that guy. <laughs> we almost got Bortles Foles. Almost. I we were know. that close. We were that close. Uh, where's Foles right now? Because there's so many injured quarterbacks. Like oh, he's got to be getting know. some snaps at this point. The last time I remember, it was Indy. I thought he was not Indy, but like, I don't think he, I don't he's think... not playing. Like Richardson's out, and Nick Foles yeah. isn't playing. He he was last year, I think. I don't know where he is. Is Brissett back in? No, Brissett's in Washington. Isn't he? Washington. Washington. That's right, because uh, um, DTR is in Cleveland. So who's who's playing for the Colts now? I don't even know who their backup is besides Minshew. I know Minshew is obviously the starter, but like, yes, it's just Minshew. Yeah. But yes, the the main just enjoy enjoy ball, folks. You know, try to find the positives. Uh, you know. Because I think the thing there was about the NFL draft is that it's always positive. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, well, the, the, the community is the most negative, toxic community in the world because <laughs> everything they hate everything in the world and everything you do is stupid. Yeah. But I mean, the concept of the draft is always positive because you're only adding to teams. You're only making people better. Plus, everybody's a superstar. And the yeah. you know, when you're when you're doing you know every first round draft pick that's one of the things that people will kill you for if you talk about a first round pick and say I don't think they're going to be very good it's like you are the dumbest person in the history of the universe everybody knows he's going to be elite read a book you moron <laughs> it's like okay well okay I guess you've never seen the grass in your life but uh, <laughs> but no I mean it's it's that's that is one of the positives of the NFL draft we're just getting better all the time like yeah. everybody's going to be elite all the teams are going to be fixed it's going to be wonderful. It means hope. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's what it means. I mean, the draft season is one of those times that, like, always has you convinced that, like, somebody's about to go from zero to hero. Yeah. Like, you just – and, and like, if the draft finishes and you look at, like, the Ravens and you're like, what, they got all those – they got, like, eight guys that I thought were going in the first two and a half rounds. And, uh, and you're just like, this is, like, the future. Yep. The NFL is this team right here, and then the yep. beauty of the off season is everything is everything is hopeful, but then reality hits you in the regular. You get football, which is great, but then reality kind of makes you miserable. Yeah, I, I it's like I, everybody I has hope, them. and it's like it's still like yeah, but one team's winning, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's only one one team hosting a trophy, man. Like this is, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, what's I, tough. I think, it's tough. 
I, I think Ryan, I've told you like every year for the last like four years, like, yeah, you know what? Your, your off season podcasts are better than your in season podcasts. <laughs> and I, I think it's because like the, during the year, like football is so stressful. Mm-hmm. And then in the off season, it's just like opportunity and possibility and like, right. Hey, oh, yes. you know, like let's talk about how next year is going to be our greatest year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, AJJ says Lazard signing with the Jets is going to get us a fourth round compensatory pick. Nice. Excellent. Uh, gentlemen, we have sailed past two hours, so I don't know if we want to button this at some point or I know JJ wants to milk another dollar, but (laughs) I'm about to fall asleep on the stream. If JJ doesn't get a dollar, we're about to do a 2024 mock draft, so you better give him a dollar. (laughs) It's going down right now. I'm pulling up the simulator. Do it. With the, with the first pick in the 2024 <laughs> NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Blake Corum, running back, Michigan. You took a running back in the first? <laughs> the Lions fans are like, what an idiot. So who are the running Bears taking, Jake, since we're talking about um, it? The problem is, is like Fields gets hurt now. And like, now what? Now what? Like, who's, get, like, right. who's getting fired? Who's staying? Like, I have no idea. Could Fields succeed in Atlanta where they just run a lot? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they're trading him there. I don't, I would be very hard pressed not to take Williams and Harrison for fun. It's not going to be Harrison. It's it, not going to be Harrison. But, but it should be, be Williams the, and a tackle, to be honest. Because I think, I think Romo Dunze is going earlier in the draft than Marvin Harrison. Dunze. Wait, are you that account that says that Dunze is better than MHJ? I've seen no. that account. No. I'm, dude, I've seen I'm, that I'm account. A, I'm no, a, it's actually I'm sure it's one of his parents. I'm pretty sure it's one of his parents. But, like, there is that but, account that's gone a little overboard. That quote tweets <laughs> anything I say about Odunze and goes, did you know Odunze has three drops this year and MSJ has five? Can you believe that? <laughs> what a loser. MSJ had three in, in just the Purdue game. That's so. the one thing that's concerning about him. The catch technique is not great. Yeah, he's taking some bad drops. Like, let him fall to the second he's, round. He's got some weird. He's got some weird <laughs> stuff when it's up on the shoulder where he kind of like doesn't know what to do with his hands. It's kind of like I'll just like um, catch it like that or something. It's very <laughs> weird. It's very weird. Nobody wants to hear this, by the way. They have turned this <laughs> podcast off. They're like, "What is this guy doing talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. catch technique on October twentieth? What's going on?" <laughs> All right, uh, one last thing, and then uh, we're going to. We're doing the mock draft, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. So this, give this some money. uh, what? I said you better give Jay some money. Oh, I thought you said there was some money. I got really excited. No, <laughs> I better do it. Otherwise, we're gonna be talking about who like the who, like, we the act Cardinals like they can't just click pay. off. Like you want to go to bed, then you better pay, or you're staying here with us all night. <laughs> well, Jake and I can't see all seven rounds. AJJ. So, oh yeah, Ryan. Ryan, you could just tell us that there's nobody left <laughs> on the stream. There's zero then, people like, here, and I'm just not saying anything about it. No, no, I haven't. I'm refreshing on YouTube. I see who's here. I see, <laughs> I see you. How many people do we have, Jake? Right now, nine. It looks like, at least from what. Is there seriously nine? Because this says less, and I have Facebook. Oh, maybe and I didn't YouTube. refresh. Oh, it says five. I see five. There you go. Five is what we got. Hey, Travis Medley dropping in Keon Coleman's comment. So that might be four on YouTube then. Let's go. Or Facebook, I mean. All right, you can boys. Talk to Jan Coleman, anytime, Travis. Well, that that was our one last thing, so we're we're getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, uh, follow us on Twitter at JJ Leahy, 
at Score Daddy and at Jake FNL Draft to stay up to date on all things Packers or ask us questions. Make sure you're subscribed to Packernet on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go.